Welcome back to the suspense is killing us. It's me, Kevin Clark. Travis Vogue. Well, you, you jumped. You just I was just going to go, hey. <laughs> what are you fucking, you're even listening? Is are that not just... right, Mr. Scream? <laughs> hey! He's not even, not even waiting for me to finish talking. Got to cross the T's and dot the lowercase J's. <laughs> well, they're getting closer all the time. Wayne's World 2, everybody. Underappreciated. When are we going to do that on Patreon? I would love to do that. I love that movie. Would you really? Uh, we, we if could, we did, we'd have to do both of them. Uh, I think they're both the Wayne's hilarious. World? I love Wayne's World. Pretty good. I've seen Wayne's World a hundred times. I've seen Wayne's World 2 twice. Still probably. very funny. <laughs> Guys, you are watching the sausage get, listening to the sausage get made right yeah. here. This and is if you real insider it, shit. Take me, Garth. Take you where? I'm low on gas and you need a jacket. <laughs> but if you can hear in the Classic. background, the sausage machine is going. Can you I am it? making my own sausages yeah. as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. What yeah. kind of meat is that? Long pig? <laughs> uh, some some <laughs> long pig. <laughs> long pig? Is, yeah. that a, is that an inside joke? I don't understand. That's what they, call, that's what people. they call people. Oh. When you cook people. I didn't know that. Supposedly that's cannibal what various cannibal people have called I uh, had no people. idea. I've watched so many cannibal movies, I didn't know that. Yeah, Long Pig. <laughs> yeah, that's, easy. that's probably more uh, appetizing than saying, you know, people or Jerry. <laughs> no, I know. Long, uh, long Pig makes me go, mm, okay, I'd have some of that. Ooh, like a really long pig? Like a wiener dog, but a pig? Definitely not Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I find out this long pig was named Jerry, I am throwing I'm not up. eating anybody named Jerry. Absolutely not. He sounds like a real schmutz. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a schlep to get the long pig. Yeah, but I'm making sausages. It smells really bad in here. and uh, But they're, they're going to smell great once they're done curing. I'm going to hang them up in here like, uh, like that scene from Freddy Got Fingered. And... Uh, <laughs> I'd smell like a fucking abattoir for a couple weeks, but man, when we're eating those sausages, oh, you're gonna be glad we did it. We're gonna watch. We're gonna be watching Freddy Got Fingered while we eat the sausages, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's got the original Tenet. What? He does the backwards man. Does he? It's Tenet. That's funny. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure it's really funny. I, when that came out in theaters, I, w- I was working at a movie theater when that came out, and I remember reading the reviews that it was just like awful. No, and I hadn't like, gotten no to, way. I hadn't gone to see it yet, and I went. And, no, I went to. I would go watch parts of it on my break, yeah. and I'd be like, "This is fine. Like this is okay." You know, I'd watch like ten minutes at a time. Right, but and at, I finally years. I finally years minutes. later, yeah, watched the whole thing all the way through, and was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I felt like I'd been <laughs> assaulted, but it was weird. In like in like little uh, tiny things, it was like, yeah, it's like watching a sketch. It's an irritating if it went on any longer but it's over now and then watching the you know, it was a whole movie oh. yeah it's subsequently like it be, been reclaimed by a certain kind of person yes, as there are a, many like, people cult, who think it's a perfectly cult, great yeah. movie yeah, yeah it's so. actually a masterpiece and then when a person that uh, tells you that then you kind of know a thing about <laughs> them You're like all right got it buddy now i know your deal it's like when I come up to you and I'm like, Transformers 2, great film. You're like, <laughs> okay. yeah, I noted. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, made a mental note about you and your personality type. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sociopathy is prominent. <laughs> yeah. Don't ever be alone in a room with this person. No. I wish there was Don't a scene money. in Transformers 2 or some, where like, Bumblebee jerked off a horse, though. <laughs> You know? I think we all wish that <laughs> it would be better. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I'm I mean, there's if it's know, missing, yeah, if it's missing yeah, one out. thing, it's it's him jerking off a horse into Shia LaBeouf's mouth. What song would he be playing when he was jerking off a horse into Shia LaBeouf's mouth? <laughs> you got mouth? the touch. That's exactly what I knew you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Dare, though. I was gonna say Dare. No, it's about I, keeping your dreams alive. I, uh, I respect that song too much. Oh, uh, okay. I like that one. That's better than tu- the Touch. <laughs> It's wild, a, wild horses. Of the two <laughs> wild, that's 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 two on the nose, but maybe not. It would, but it would be doing one of those things where he's flipping through. It should the be Hotel songs, California. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's at the end when Shia LaBeouf gets all the the horse cum on his face. <laughs> or maybe just this maybe it should be Desperado. 
No, at the end, well, at the end, it's uh. But the Linda Ronstadt version of Desperado. Of course, <laughs> obviously. Right. The better one. We are all putting together a far less off-putting movie than the actual Transformers 2. Uh, or Freddy Got Fingers. Not, 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 according to our, not according to our Patreon about Transformers 2. Really? We loved it. Really? Well, Who says that? <laughs> oh, our, Patri- our Patreon <laughs> episode, yes. I yes. don't remember saying I loved it. I, don't recall, I hope I didn't say that. <laughs> I have seen you it. You meant it in your heart. I, I've oh, seen no, there's, it five I, times. Actually, I listened to it recently, and there's that weird part where you go like, "Hi, I'm I'm Travis Vogt, and I love Transformers too." And <laughs> yeah. it's like a different voice that sounds like Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. God damn it! <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing how I was able to do that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Travis Vogt. And I love I, Transformers I too. I threw my and voice during the podcast <laughs> recording. Matt session. Lynch is good. Matt Lynch is. I would never say Matt Lynch is good. Nobody would. Ever. Nobody would. It caught me dead saying that. Good at what? Well, just good in general. When he's, I was, when you I say was, he's, he's good, quite, at he is quite good at turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was in junior high, it's neither here nor there. These, these kids were picking on me. They were like, "Going, look at it's Matt Lynch. Matt Lynch is weird over there. He's weird." They just kept calling me weird. And this other kid uh-huh. who was sitting next to me, his name was Ned, and he Ned. turns, he turns around, he looks at me, and he goes, "Is that true?" <laughs> Are you are you weird, Lynch? Are you weird, man? It's a classic. I always thought that was hilarious. It's a classic Matt Lynch story what, right yeah. there. What do you say to that? I don't know. I just I just thought that was like I think he was trying to get them off my back. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he was like fucking Is with that them. Fucking true. Is that true, man? That's really funny. <laughs> Whatever that happened to Ned? I don't know. I don't even remember his last name. I bet he's dead. <laughs> he grew up to be Ned Beatty. <laughs> He was doing a Billy Madison thing he's at the time. He's probably like a MAGA chud now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he's into QAnon. Well, he, he would have, this would have been in Ned. Pennsylvania? No, this was in, this was in DC? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Ugh. Yeah, Mag- MAGA <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Richmond, Virginia? Chesterfield no County? Thanks. Ugh. Ned, Midlothian Middle School? Ned, if you're listening and you're not dead... Uh, Fuck you. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Are you weird? You huh? sound like you were kind of funny at the time, so hopefully you're still kind of okay now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You never know. Virginia's this a blue is, state now. It's, that's true. It's it a blue is. state now. Yeah. And Richmond's a big city in it, so if yeah. he's still there- As blue as the Blue Ridge Mountains. As blue as the Adirondacks. <laughs> <laughs> I think those are mountains. This is going really well. Adirondacks yeah. are mountains, yeah. I'm killing it. Right? Absolutely. They call them they call them mountains over there, but they're really just fucking hills. Foothills, mm. pathetic. Yeah. I piss on those mountains. Scrubland. Sorry, sorry. I grew up in the I grew up in the real mountains, East Coast. Mm-hmm. Your mountains can suck it. We don't really. I mean, we've got the Appalachians. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying hills. Hills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the I'm not, Ozarks. Look, I can. I'm, if I get lost in the Appalachians, I'm still gonna die. I'm just saying they're not. You're gonna get eaten. But you're gonna be long yeah. pig for some uh, banjo yeah, playing. Some, yeah. for some lunatic. meth heads from from, from like one of those country meth head families. Uh-huh. You guys remember? There's this book when I that I read when I was a kid. That's like about these. There's like this bunch of monkeys that are loose in the Appalachians. Do you guys read that book? What? Yeah, and there's like some hillbilly kid. Are you talking like about Watership Down? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not talking about fucking Watership Down. It's about bunnies. Uh, I don't know. You pushed his buttons on that one. <laughs> don't a, bring up Watership it's like, Down. It's like this whole bunch of circus oh, somebody monkeys. Somebody a bear. <laughs> there's no bear. It's a monkey. It's not a oh, bear. No, oh, Jesus no, don't Christ. bring up bears. Uh, but, but I was anyway. You guys, you guys never read that no, book. No, what's the name of the book? I don't. That's why I was. I, I just thought of it now, and I was like, I hope one of these guys also knows. But you don't. Monkey in the Appalachians. It was like because it, it Mike felt like Mike Flynn's gonna write us on Facebook and oh. tell us what the name of the book. I is hope probably. so. Please do. Yeah. It was like a, it felt like a spiritual like uh, sequel prequel to like uh, where the red fern grows. They feel like they take place what in the same the, place. How about like the Revenant where he, he's, there's a bear? You guys read that. where the no. 
No, no bears. Oh, it's bears. fucking monkeys. monkeys. Sorry. You guys, you guys Sorry. read Where the Red Fern Grows, though, right? I had a teacher read, no. it, read it to us, uh, to the class, uh, it is fucking over the course of a couple weeks. <laughs> With the part where the part that the part where the kid falls down in an axe and, like, and blood bubble and blood bubble yeah we talked bubble. about this before yeah, what? yeah a kid dies at the end of he's like one of these bully kids he falls on a hatchet and yeah. and dies and then like this is incredible detail where a, a blood bubble like pops out of his mouth well in that in his death throes yeah, it was like Stephen King ghost wrote this that should have happened in, that should have happened when the kid died in Bridge to Terabithia where he <laughs> falls in the pit and just like breaks oh, yeah his that neck. fucked me up too when I was a kid like Jesus Christ never read yeah that it was, one. he's like I they that would they school. would get on this rope swing to get across this like chasm in the woods and then like you know one day the it was little, a rickety bridge right was it a bridge yeah, I thought it was, it was like, like a rope because it's a bridge to Terabithia oh yeah that makes <laughs> sense <laughs> anyway so like the girl is like waiting for Joey or whatever the fucking kid's name is to come by and then go to their fantasy land and it's like oh Joey fell off the bridge and he fucking split his neck open and he's dead yeah he split his neck open I don't know, he broke his neck he broke his god neck god damn yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. A lot of I love those kids books that have, it's like my that girl. have kid deaths in them. Yeah. Yeah. They're preparing you because one of your friends is probably going to die in some sort of horrifying accident. Yeah. Or we we can only hope. That happened to two uh, <laughs> that happened to two Wait, of my bullies. They both they died fall in, on se- in separate accidents? Uh yeah. They fell on hatchets or <laughs> yeah, the right? They fell on a gun that went off. <laughs> one of them fell off a cliff. <laughs> It's actually no. very, it's obviously very sad. We're talking about a child dying, but at the time it was a kid who was relentlessly picking on me in middle school, oh, no. and then he died. Yeah, oh, then fuck. oh, then he just died. Yeah, he had an accident, didn't he, Travis? He <laughs> fell off a cliff. He Nobody fell falls off a cliff. Off a cliff. Yeah, we're past the statute of limitations <laughs> on murder, right? Yeah, shoved him off a cliff. Jeez. Oh, I went Uh-oh. to where his family was vacationing. It was pretty amazing. Kira Sedgwick's gonna get you. Is she on the show Cold Case? I don't know who's on the show. <laughs> Kira Sedgwick? I don't no, know. She was on The Closer. Oh, well, ne- never mind. Some other person from the show Cold Case is going to get you. Speaking of some cold cases. Oh, boy. Do we have beer? No. Oh. You want? Do we? I'll have a beer. Well, you said cold case, and I got excited. Like the like well, the Duff Man was going to bust in and go, "Oh yeah!" As a segue because we're doing volume two of the noir movies, oh. and there's like some old movies that got remade. That's less delicious. Cold cases. Yeah. I don't know, it was no, a stretch. Nah, we've stretched further. No, no, I think it works. We've stretched further. <laughs> Uh, we are, yeah, we're doing Best Little Noir House Volume 2. Because the first one was a, a inexplicably very popular. Surprisingly popular episode, considering those movies. <laughs> we've got, I, we've I got a slightly better, do we? I don't know. Uh, I, I loved one of these. Uh, Two I of them I thought were I really, mediocre. I found stuff that was interesting in all three of them, I thought that I often do. Yeah, I yeah, that, yeah, I would say that. I thought that one of them was like out and out. One of them, is, one of them is, a very, is an actual good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is like... Not not incredibly rare on this podcast, but yeah, I'm usually like, oh, this is a. Well, <laughs> usually that's my reaction when we watch one yeah. that's an actual. Or like, oh, this is actually a good movie. That's also that one's also from like the the like what like the second or third wave of this type of movie. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like, well, it's more it's more of an art. It's more like, oh, well, we're gonna make these good. Yeah, you know, like this is an art artsy version of it, as opposed to the stuff we usually do, which is like this uh, studio trash that they're like we got to crank out five of these right in, and it's got to be like this months. thing and do the you know, hit yeah, these yeah, beats yeah. And, and get this person to be in it and who right. gives a shit. what are they called the movies we're, do- we're doing uh 1984's against all odds mm. which is a remake of out of the past mm. 1992's gun crazy which is a remake of gun crazy although i read on wikipedia that very they, very they, loosely they, they, a remake. they specifically said like it's not a remake of the movie mm. gun crazy but it is inspired by sure it, so mm. well either way it's not very good <laughs> Uh, and and 2001's The Deep End, which is a remake of Ophel's The Reckless Moment. 
Which is, from what I could gather from reading the synopsis of the Reckless Moment, it is actually very similar to the to yes. the plot of that one. It's with very one, good with too. one crucial twist, right? One very modern twist mm-hmm. that I right. thought was interesting as well. Yes. Well, there's there's just a lot more to the deep end than than Reckless Moment. Yeah. But and we'll, and we'll end with that one. All three of the originals are very good. I haven't seen yeah. Gun Crazy or. Reckless moment, and I saw out of the past so long ago that I was watching uh, all against all odds and going like, I don't think I remember what happens in that movie. Out of the past, Mitchum's is in it. Probably I know that, my right? favorite in it? noir. Yes, it's Mitchum, okay, and uh, it's probably my favorite film noir. And so I was very, uh, I just don't like Against All Odds. Well, let's get let's into it. Let's just get into it. Again, well, Against All Odds, the main problem has going against it fucking is boring. She stole fifty grand from me. I want her back, and I want you to find her for me. You got problems now, Terry. You want trouble, too? Not many people could handle something like this, Jesse. But you come from a powerful family. What is it you don't like exactly? Uh, Football players, tacos, or beer? I like tacos and I like beer. So many people must have loved you. Let me take her back with me, Terry. That, but it's, but it's, but it's a big problem. It's that thing, and I would say that like all three of these don't do this because the other two are are totally trying to do different things than remake of noir. But this one has the same problem I had with like with like a lot of these remakes of noirs from the eighties and nineties is that they're like they they went like what if we took out the noir elements Uh like what if we made this made it more realistic or gritty for today's audience yeah it was I I, I had the same problem with the postman always rings twice Mm -hmm. which was like which was a a much more good looking movie than this and And it wasn't boring but it was also like. Let's take that story and make it like this, mm-hmm. like heart, this boring sort of like drama, ordinary drama. I don't know. Right. They just it's like taking the noir out of the noir. I don't know. It like really makes me. Well, <laughs> but in, but in the second half of the movie, it kicks into gear. The first half, it's like I plot, don't, plot I don't wise, agree. Plot it, wise, but like the look of the movie is just like uh, it looks like any fucking movie from that period. I don't know. It just doesn't ever like. Now the second half of the movie, they're like they have decided that because we're all serious filmmakers in the serious eighties that this shitty remake of a out of the past is actually Chinatown mm. like the end of this movie at the 15 minutes that go by after the climax of this film where everybody's at a fucking bullshit real estate party <laughs> and yeah. and Jeff Dan- Jeff <clears throat> Jeff Daniels Jeff Bridges is all indignant about what what's been taken away from the town or whatever and like nobody cares <laughs> it's just awful they don't be fucking sucks any of that stuff that it's actually about isn't uh, all that impressive but it does turn but the, the first half of this movie is like a uh, melodrama romance yeah. sort of thing, Vaguely, S- yeah. sexy melodrama romance, and then in the second half it's more the kind of shit that we do, where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. crazy mm-hmm. violence and sleazy stuff going down. Shit. I, I don't mind, I don't mind, like because it's totally like in the wheelhouse of the movies of that period. It's just that like when it specifically is a remake of a of a noir or a much better movie, you're kind of like why? Are like they're leaning, they lean so far away from that. Yeah. It, in these in these remakes, sometimes where you're like they're like perfect, they're like going like it's not like that corny old thing, and you're like but that. Thing is good right. and your thing is not interesting you like took this all one the, is also like you 35 minutes longer than the original it's, yeah. a, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's yeah. over long and you know exactly where they could have taken the uh, where yeah. they could have shaved the, it's There's one of those where like I, huge I could, chunks at the beginning and the end of it that just don't belong in the movie give me at all. your movie I could shave I could shave 20 minutes off of this thing easy you know what's the thing that's not Without, that's not in the original which is about Robert Mitchum like basically 
having to go back and confront a dude that he used to work for as a criminal and like gets caught up in a whole you know bit of intrigue with this guy. Nobody's a football player who gets washed out for thirty minutes at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Doesn't in even the have past. Webster's dad in it at <laughs> all. Right. The whole football player thing at the beginning of this movie is just inexplicable because it doesn't have anything to do with the story. It doesn't even seem it, it's only a motivation for Bridges because he wants to, you know, he's pissed off that he that he didn't get his contract picked up. It's not even like some shit about his thwarted masculinity. It doesn't even thematically tie in. Well, he, I mean, he he, is, he does get involved in like how his career was ruined by gambling with James Woods and, sure. and he was shaving points, so he's like compromising himself morally and ethically and stuff. There's and a million that other we, we find an, out about later. But it's just like but all the and all we the spend other... so much time on football. It's also the Los Angeles Outlaws is the team that he plays for, but yes. it also we live in the world where the Miami Dolphins also exist, yeah, a right. real team. Yeah, so I, I, I guess they couldn't get the. Uh, <laughs> they weren't with, faking. With, were, was it the Raiders at the time? Or? Uh, I think so. But they couldn't get them. But Ram- they they could Rams. mention they couldn't get their logos, but they could mention the Dolphins. I guess. <laughs> like you can say the Dolphins, but you can't use the logos for the Raiders. Fair so, enough. Okay, the Outlaws then. Close enough. I also wanted to point out, and I, th- I find this interesting. Jeff Bridges is not a detective. He's recruited into doing some yeah. detective work as part of a scam, uh, yeah. by shady like developer, like rich uh-huh. type people. Very yeah. similar to the plot of the Big Lebowski. Play- played by the lady from. Out of the past, I believe. Uh, yeah, Greer and, and uh, Richard uh, Widmark. Widmark. Richard Widmark yeah, was who is not in Out of the Past. Oh, he's not in Out of the Past. But he's in Kiss of Death. But he's in a ton. But he's yeah. in. But he's in a ton of uh, great noirs. From yeah, he's great in this too. He just. I just he like just, nobody looks more Richard Widmarky than Richard Widmark. I like old Richard Widmark. I watched. Com- <laughs> I watched some. I watched Coma again not too long ago, and he's yeah. like great in that. Just, just he shows up and he's like, "Hi, I'm uh, clearly kind of a bad guy, but I'm." He always shows up and is like a little bit nice at first, and then is like, Richard "This Widmark is the main is a, bad guy." Is a dude I wish had been in Zucker brothers movie as like oh, a straight man absolutely but uh i wonder if there's a story about how they went for him and he didn't get it i don't <laughs> i wonder if I'm, it, I'm I mean, maybe I it could I bet be. he's got like a good columbo that i haven't seen or something like that uh, i don't know if he's on a columbo maybe but anyway he's in this yeah <laughs> he's absolutely in this james woods and and uh darian oh, dorian harewood mm-hmm uh, the rate. Uh, what's her name? Rachel, Rachel Ward. Ward. Ward in this, who's like the the, uh, the alleged femme fatale in this movie. Nobody knows why she is so relentlessly attractive to all of these people. Doesn't make a lick <laughs> She's of sense. Good looking. She's yeah. fine, but it's like Jeff Bridges goes down to Mexico to find her, and like he's like, "Hey, I'm here to find you," and she's like, "Fuck off!" And then the next scene, it's like, "We're in love. We're in love forever." Yeah, well, that's that, what these movies do. Yeah, it, just, is what, old, it is what, but, but it's maybe what we're they not do, in love. but like it's <laughs> no, totally I, unmotivated. I'm not saying it's not unmotivated. I'm just, I'm like, just it is like that is like, yeah, it's that weird thing where then he's like, he like stalks her a bit, and then she's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, <laughs> let's go fuck in this Aztec temple. Oh, part I love that. This part. movie does have a, a classic, uh, this movie of this kind scene where a dude like violently forces himself on a woman until she's like, yep. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah you win. But then and, and, I wanted, and I wanted Webster's dad Webster, to peep us. <laughs> Webster's dad walks in. A, oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Webster. Sorry uh, there, Webster. I get, a, get a little crank in here real quick. Keep going. Continue. I'm going to go down to the Trocadero and get a, get a, get a Cobb salad. <laughs> Trocadero was the diner that I used to go to on Webster, by the way. It is the second. Uh, <laughs> this is less inexplicable here because a lot of the movie takes place in Mexico, but the second movie that we've done that kind of has a lot of... Uh, South American ruins mm-hmm. in it. It's a completely inexplicable in The Juror, which I had to like look up ah, to, the to find juror. which one that That's I remember. Right. Right. Remember the movie about Alec Baldwin antagonizing Demi Moore? It's certainly in as America. As a mob assassin? For and sh- as a mob assassin, certainly just in America the whole time, right? And not uh, ending... You 
would with assume. a half hour climax, <laughs> <laughs> like an Incan temple or whatever. Yeah, weird. Uh, it's it's less weird in this because they're hanging out in Mexico for a long time. But they do fuck in a uh, they do fuck in a temple yeah. and murder Brett Webster's dad in, in a, a temple. temple. Yeah, so that's fun. And the whole the whole mystery in this, like the whole the whole plot that everybody's wound up in, is so completely banal. It's just like Richard Widmark is this local. Like, pol- not politician, he's like a local real estate bigwig, owns the football team that Jeff Bridges gets cut from. Yeah. And it turns out he's also bankrolling, you know, James Woods, the bookie, who who Jeff, Jeff Bridges was involved in. And the whole the whole operation is to to fund this land deal, some fucking bullshit land deal so they can build houses in the, in the fucking hills somewhere. The Wyler Canyons. The well, Wyler Canyons. Well, it's all like, I mean, I think that it's like implied that like it's not only bankrolling that, it's his whole, the, part of the, his like operation is that he's funding all this rich people's schemes. And right, stuff. That right. one is the specific one this time, but it's like, but oh, then it's, bad, but it, big business the end of the movie where he's too. just like, you build these houses and you can't take, you can't take this away from me. You can't take what you take for this city. You can't do it. <laughs> And Richard Woodmark is like, I think he almost literally says to Jeff Bridges, like, nobody cares. <laughs> and that's just the end of the movie. Forget it, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. It's against all odds town. Ugh. It's the only, Weiler the town. The only good thing in this entire movie is at the very end, there's a shot of Rachel Ward, like, looking miserable right straight into the camera as the credits roll. As the roll. credits roll. And uh, they, they managed to ruin that, too, by freeze-framing it, like, partway through of it. No, you have her crying the they, whole They maybe ran out of film or something. Something. <laughs> But it's like, it's really like the whole time I'm bored out of my mind, nothing's happened in this movie. (laughs) And at the very end, it's like, oh, that's actually pretty sad and effective and creepy. (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. I almost liked it if it had been shorter, honestly. I think you cut out, I think you cut out 15 minutes during that first half where it's supposed to be, where it's all romance. I think that the, I'm not, I don't know. I didn't do that much research or anything like that, but it sort of seems like this was, this is the director of Officer and a Gentleman. Taylor Hackford. (laughs) Taylor Hackford. Ooh, I love it. Uh, But, Famed for its, you know, romance that people sure. loved so much, and maybe the producers, he was like, now I want to do a noirish thriller sort of thing, and they were like, well, you better put a lot of that fucking romance that people yeah. love so much. It seems like and they, it's just I don't know. Cr- there's and so it, much and of a, it, and, and a hip hop on song on. too, please. A, a hip hop song, fame uh, called. Uh, Against All Against Odds, all odds. A Phil Collins song. You might not uh, recognize it by the title, but you will recognize it by the song. It's a very good song. And I'm, go- I, and I I'm like going it. to play it at the end of this, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Also, a song by fellow Genesis member Peter Gabriel. Keeps ha- popping happens. up on this podcast. Yep. Peter There's Gabriel. a Peter Gabriel song in there? Yep. Which Some, one? I, I, it, not a one that I recognize. Okay. It wasn't Sledgehammer. It should oh, have been okay. Sledgehammer. <laughs> it should always should be Sledgehammer. Yes. I didn't realize Open that that... Uh, I didn't realize that the pop song was... Was that written for this movie? I think Against it was. Odds? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it was written for this so. movie. I didn't realize that, and I like as when that when the like because it's because it's woven into it like the soundtrack yeah. and it it pops up before like the song the song doesn't actually you don't get to hear the whole song till the end credits but throughout the movie you kind of hear it and I was like wait a second is that this is fucking oh, this is a fucking Phil Collins song yeah and yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty big mark for any of those really bad Phil Collins songs that's from this good, period that's a good so song it's not a bad song <laughs> I mean there's arguments to be made both ways look I'm saying that I'm <laughs> good people on both sides yeah I'm saying <laughs> yeah right. Of the Phil Collins argument, Phil Collins debate. I, I look, I, I, I like, I like that, like that, those real corny uh, Phil uh-huh. Collins songs from that period. Should have been so. Easy Lover. It's not Easy Lover. <laughs> I don't like Easy and it's not in the Don't like Easy Lover. Uh, no, that you mentioned. I don't like that Jesus. one. No, I like this ballady stuff better. Oh, yeah. uh, easy Lover fucking rules. Mm, fucking I'm gonna play it's Easy Lover for you as soon as this is over with. And I defy you not to rock out. To you it. can. I don't like. I don't like Barracuda by Heart either. Shitty song. Uh, Magic Man is that also by heart? Same song. That's <laughs> also not I, good. That's fine. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm just saying. What about I don't know. Uh, Dreamboat Annie by heart? Mm. I don't know. Sure. 
Yes, I like. I love that one. <laughs> Garbage man. Sing it for me. No. Well, then I don't know how it goes. Can't sing like hard. I'm Dreamboat Annie over here singing. Is it like that? It's, just, it's amazing. How did you know without ever hearing the song? Dreamboat Annie, toot toot. It plays. It plays after every. It plays after every murder on on uh, fucking Boardwalk Empire. Dreamboat Annie, coming down the street. Guy's got a pineapple shoved up his ass, and he's like been shot in the face five times. And then it's like, Dreamboat Annie, come round the bend. Here she comes. Look at her go. Dreamboat Annie, she's so nice. Moving ties from side to side. Electric ties. All the time. All right. Anyway, this movie. This movie though ends with a with a banger. Phil Collins. Yeah. Does it? Does anybody remember how the chorus of this song goes to give people uh, what against all odds? Yeah. Against take a look at me odds. now. Yeah. T- it's the take, take a. Look. It should be called "Take a Look at Me Now." It is in. It's, it's against all odds. In parentheses, "Take a Look at Me Now." Yeah. Is the title. That's of the what you know it as. So you, you certainly don't recognize. He does against say all against odds. all odds. He does. He does yeah, say, yeah. but not in the chorus. Mm. Yeah. I'm just an empty something, and the property managers are selling houses in Wyla Canyon. Oh yeah. Now take a look at me now. <laughs> signs everywhere there's signs Rachel Ward's crying over the credits God damn it, give him Phil Collins a run for his money over here <laughs> That's my Phil Collins impression <laughs> Solid stuff More soulful than Phil Collins himself But you do have to wait until the very end of the movie to hear it Yeah, But, or it's, <laughs> but it's pretty great when it kicks in Yeah You gotta love it uh, then, Jeff Bridges also does a thing that I can't stand in almost any noir It's the thing that bugs me about the genre as a whole is that he's a fucking idiot Mm-hmm. From step one, doesn't learn a single goddamn thing, doesn't ever make a wise move, and ends up losing. This uh, <laughs> this Jeff Bridges performance reminded me. So, it was so it's so so similar to uh, eight, eight million, million ways, ways to, to die. die in a, in a way that was like in a way that was like. People needed to direct Jeff Bridges differently mm-hmm. in some of these movies. Like it felt like they were like letting Jeff Bridges do a lot of stuff, and like Jeff Bridges was what he was doing was not interesting in any <laughs> way. But they're like, well, that's what we got for you know. I don't know. They're just the way I he acts. He was in, way better in a million ways. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's an excuse for him to be being a, an hilarious, tragic drunk yeah, yeah, in yeah. that. Yeah. But I think that it was just it was a very similar thing where it's like he was he was throwing off a lot of like mm-hmm. it, was just, it was my turn to really ad lib and shit. I don't know. I felt like that movie too. It was, this one too, or is it sort of like okay? He's not really doing anything here, and he's up against he's up against everybody else who's boring. Like Rachel Ward, not up to anything. Even James Woods is like not particularly slimy in this. Like no. he's been skeevier. He's mid, he's mid level James Woods. Yeah. He's doing the thing that he can do in his sleep. Besides the car chase, there's nothing like really fun. The, car, like, the, like, the car chase, the car chase which is not is, actually a car chase. It's just them. It's, well, it's like a car race. Or whatever. I mean, a yeah. car race. Yeah, yeah. But it's really yeah, it's, it's not supposedly well shot. It's really well shot. They shoot the shit out of this this car race, and I did listen to the commentary track at least during the car race part of it and and uh, it's pretty funny because it is literally taylor hackford james woods and jeff bridges all together in a room and uh and i'm assuming it's like 15 years ago or something like that uh it, it seems like it's a while james woods is like oh, you got a little oh, mahogany yeah maybe <laughs> you got a little teak there a little teak there uh but yeah it's like i, I think it's pre-james woods being a total piece of shit right and uh they're Talking and Hackford is talking over both of them. He, this is the guy who loves the sound of his own voice. In case you were wondering, t- Taylor Hackford, like you're like, hey, let James Woods and Jeff Bridges talk. I would kind of like to hear these famous people a little bit. He's like, anyway, so this is uh, the car chase scene, and this is very, uh, this is kind of what this movie's famous for now. And we, we did it this way and that way. And then, like while he's prattling on, at one point, the, the, car, the car chase is going on, and you hear Jeff Bridges go like, oh, they just drove by my mom's house. <laughs> Very adorable. Oh, okay. Very adorable. Taylor Hackford's best movie is? 
on Golden Pond. Devil's Advocate. Oh, that's right. He did Devil's Advocate. Sure. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't know, Ray, Yeah. which I haven't seen, Oof. but Devil's Advocate I have seen, so I will it's say- Devil's Advocate. If you're Taylor Hackford, you want his best movie is going to be the thing that takes advantage of his hackiness. I mean, Devil's Advocate is a movie that can coast on hackiness, yeah, really. Yeah. That premise is so dumb and fun. Hilarious film. I guess of the two or three Taylor Hackford movies I've seen, yeah. What I don't know what- I don't even know what else he directed that I can think of, so- uh, Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, yeah, that's all right. That was before this. <laughs> yeah, so this was... He did that Bunny <laughs> Ranch movie with Joe Pesci. Oh, good uh, for yeah, like, him. That's true. Good for that's him. Right. Oh, he did that... Uh, <laughs> one of those late, one of those comedian movies, I think, where Dustin... Or where uh, Robert De Niro is a comedian. Oh, no. Yeah. This was fairly recently. Really? I think it's called The Comedian. Oh, yeah. And then he has a romance with... Uh, Someone. Judy, like... J- uh, oh Judy boy. Greer. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Dolores Claiborne. That's a good one. <laughs> Dolores Claiborne. Uh, he's married to Helen Mirren. Yes. yes. So, I mean, wow. Good job. Damn, Taylor. Yeah, good job, Taylor. Ooh, must have done yeah. something, right? Uh, what happens in this movie? Did we describe the movie yet? He goes, yeah. uh, he goes to Mexico, he gets, fucks a lady in a he gets, temple. He gets cut from the football <laughs> team, and he's low on funds, and his old buddy who he got, dis- he's uh, <coughs> been, been shaving points for in the past, is like, hey, uh... Hey, I need you to go down to Mexico and find this girl that I'm that I've been hooking up with, and she she ditched me and took some of my money and took off to Mexico. The only reason that I would be having someone like you who doesn't do this sort of thing for a living do this for me is because it's part of some sort of larger scam. But right. you're dumb, so go ahead and do exactly. it anyway. Exactly. He actually like Jeff Bridges actually goes, "Why don't you get Tommy Dorian Harewood's character to go do it?" He's like, "I want I want Tommy clean. I don't want him dealing with shit like this." Yeah. Aren't all the guys that are working for him are all like ex football players too? I think. Right? I guess that's the idea. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of just sort I mean, of the co- corruption I, inherent in the football. I think football. that's I think that's one of the things is that it's all like, yeah, well these guys are okay. Well you're you're injured and what what are you gonna do? You gotta you're gonna have to work Work for some slime ball, because because also Webster's dad, yes, like, is, Sully is like uh, you know he works at for the football team, but then he's in it with James Woods too, and so he has to like. Go. But we don't know that at first. He he just sort of seems like a decent man who's one of the few people who's still on uh, yeah. Jeff Bridges' side. He's like I'm I'm on your side, and I don't want to get my players injured. I seem like a pretty decent guy actually. They kind of they kind of they they really do like throw out the basic structure and plot of the original because the original is like Mitchum's character is just a guy who used to be a you know a gangster, and he's. Living a life, he's working at a gas station in some little town in the middle of nowhere. He's got a nice girl, wants to wants to take her away and get married. And then one day, his old partner, sort of the Webster's dad character, shows up and is like, "Hey, our old boss, he wants to see you. You gotta go." Mm. And so he's like, "Okay, fuck." Sexy it. I, beast. Sort I can't of thing. get rid of it. It's Kirk Douglas is the is the old boss. Ooh. And uh, he's like, "Fine, I I can't get out of it. I'm gonna go." So him and his girlfriend are like driving over to see. Turk Douglas's character, and during this ride, he tells her the whole story of like what happened with Kirk Douglas back in the day. Oh. So it's kind of like the point shaving. It's like, well, we got in trouble with that, but none of that shit happens in Against All Odds. It's just like, remember me? Now I want you to go to Mexico because you're broke. <laughs> go look for this lady. Yeah. She's my ex-girlfriend. She stole 50 grand from me. Uh, I love her, and that's all. It's definitely, I'm telling you everything that you need to know about this. And yeah. you know, Just go down and hang out, and if you find her, tell me where she is. And uh, don't fall in love with her. Don't fall in love with yeah. her, even though you can't resist. Who could resist? This is Rachel Ward we're talking about <laughs> of the Thornbirds, right? Sure, that Rachel Ward. Mm-hmm. And he goes down to Cozumel, I believe. Um, there's all kinds of like uh, on location uh, mm-hmm. shots in sort of like resort Mexican places. It look, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, Mexico's looks fun. nice. Yeah, and you ever been down there? Uh, I've never been to Mexico before. You should go. I, I, I'm going I'm to go tomorrow. You should go right now. It's great. It's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap to go, go down. Go right now. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Well, off I go, guys. See All ya. Right. We'll wait. Uh, but but apparently <laughs> these scenes where Jeff Bridges it's is be a like long episode. Uh, Jeff Bridges is like walking up to people and going like, "Have you seen this girl?" Uh, you know he's literally this girl going is? up to anyone and just yeah. asking her, "Have you seen this lady?" And they're all like, "No." Apparently, this was like a gr- shot gorilla style, and he yeah. was just they were literally just him walking up to random people on the streets. Well, yeah, obviously. that's a great way to make yeah. a very exciting scene. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's like how they did uh, that uh, Scarlett Johansson movie too. Ghost uh, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> they actually went into the future, built her a cybernetic body, and just said, go walk around. It had a big budget. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's how they did uh, Under the Skin. Yeah, Under yep. the Skin. Yeah, right. where she'd go up to drunken Scotsman. Right. And, hey, you want to have sex with my body? Or well, yeah, I don't think that I don't think like doing that is necessarily inherently dis- uninteresting. It's just that this movie takes forever to get going in any direction. They clearly so think it's neat that they did it, and so you see a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this movie is like over two hours long, right? It's a shade over it's two. A, yes. And and it's like it, and it, not, it could be an hour and a half long. Absolutely. It's 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 honestly like honestly, if it was shorter, it would be I would be It'd like be this so, is fine. Somewhat better, yeah. I mean, what? But I mean, you'd be like, oh, uh, you'd be like, I don't like this guy or that guy. But you'd be like, but sure, you know, sure. it moves. It yeah. has a plot, and you'd be like, sure, whatever. It's it's over. But like, man, it takes forever for him to even find this lady because mm-hmm. that that's after like twenty minutes of us of, of us watching him at football practice. Mm-hmm. Yes, so is, much so much stuff he could just chunk. He just cut chunks of this stuff like, out. You could have you him say it. he's a football ex football player, or like do that scene with him being a football player, but make it. Two minutes instead of ten. Yeah, we don't you need know? we don't need all that information in the way that it's conveyed to us. That could be this is one of those th- things where you're kind of like you watch those old noirs, yep. and one thing they they do a lot is not is tell don't show, which is the yeah. opposite of what they say you're supposed to do. <laughs> right. But noir does it all the time, where it's like, see, I'm down and out. I used to be a football player, right? right. And now I'm now I'm broke and I need some money. See, but it's usually brisk in those movies, right? Exactly, it <laughs> goes by in a second. Like you go like you know that was a lot of information for that guy to deliver, but he did it in like a minute and a half, as mm-hmm. opposed to this where you see him. At football practice the coach is mean to him he makes him do a thing then fucking widmark and some other guys show up in a helicopter then like he's mean to them too and then he gets kicked off the team and then there's a whole scene and then there's another scene where he meets richard richard remark again and you're like why did we have the first scene where he met him <laughs> right. we don't he goes to that party. you don't need to have the first part where he meets him because now we're meeting him here that whole that whole first scene at the party where he's like causing a scene in front of all the richies right is just there so we meet the weird environmentalist local politician guy who shows up for a half a second later on and you realize that he's into gambling debt with richard widmark too oh that's and that it's yeah. like Ugh. well there's also their name? God damn it. And there's also... Saul Rubinek. Saul Rubinek, Saul Rubinek. Well, Saul Rubinek yeah, yes. yeah. his, was his, his ex-agent. His, his agent, ex-agent, yeah. who's like... He's like Jay Moore from Jerry Maguire. Where he meets like the lady, his, agent. his yeah. secretary, who later comes into play. And at one point... During, which I like that. I liked, Kurtz. I liked her. Yeah, I Susie love Kurtz. Susie Kurtz in there. She's the highlight. I liked, I liked that whole section where it was like... That whole part later in the movie. Oh, uh, when she's yeah, helping yeah, him, like... Uh, yeah, well, I just, I just like... How she, <laughs> That's the best part. She's funny, and then, like, I just like when he tells her that, like, he's been killed. He's like, she's like, what? She's like, well, no great loss. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> hammered drunk. Uh, but this, but at this party scene, he has, like, a meltdown. Because like, he's he's like, I'm not going to do, go down to Mexico and find a lady for 20 grand, James Woods. I got some, some something of a life here still. And then this meltdown happens at the yeah. party where he says to Saul Rubinek, he gets into a confrontation. There's a bunch of swells around. He's like, you can afford it when I kick your teeth down your throat. Yeah. And then Saul Rubinek, he, like, shoves him in shit. And then at one point, he's, like, getting kicked out of the party, and he just goes, ah, there's nothing here for me now but shit. And then and cut to, him, to him in Mexico. Although it's been intercutting at the beginning, too. It's been intercutting with him in Mexico already mm-hmm. with flashing back, sort of, or whatever. Yeah. And then they don't do that the whole movie, so it's, right. like, the first half they do that, and then they're like, eh. Have you ever, have you ever wondered... Um, 
there's all there's a lot of scenes in movies where a guy's like at a party full of swells and he starts mouthing off and causing this causing a ruckus and he inevitably gets knocked over by somebody always into the band gotta go into the band and it always I always want I, I always want the drummer to go like hey watch it these are fucking <laughs> expensive they're drums this is my livelihood this is how I earn a living <laughs> I always it's like you know he always falls into the band and the band like helps him get up and kind of shoves him off the stage I want the fucking drummer to like dick you know fucking punch him right in the face but or he should have fallen into the trombone or into the tuba <laughs> wait <laughs> where he's like hanging out of the tuba all the guys trying to play <laughs> sorry <laughs> well that's just too that's, that's funny too stuff. far is it too far it's too much tuba it would be God damn. <laughs> oh hello that'd uh, be it'd be too much for this movie i think mm. I, don't I still think, think it should happen. Uh, should happen. <laughs> if he's playing the Phil Collins song on the tuba while a guy's stuck in it. It's against all odds. This is the name of the song. Right. <laughs> Phil Collins, you, buddy of mine. <laughs> you might remember it as Take a Look at Me Now, but this song is actually titled Against, against all, odds. all Odds. Really. That's a little, that's a little <laughs> Easter egg for you. Uh, but okay, so this Mexico stuff, the, the movie takes forever to get through it, but I feel Ooh. like we can get through it really fast. We're, we're doing a terrible job of that, though. <laughs> no, nah, we, we, let's well, do this. I mean, the tuba joke was too much to not do. <laughs> I mean, we had to go for joke. the tuba joke. <laughs> it's gold. Too much tuba. Actually, if there'd been more tuba on the score, it would have been better. All scores need more tuba. You can never have too much tuba. Needs more tuba. Uh, so he goes to Mexico, looks around. There's this, it's, it really is like 10 minutes he's there where he's he doesn't even find meandering. her. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> so he does find her, and it's like, wouldn't you know it? They don't get along, and then they do, and then they fall in love. They get along so hard. And she's like, she's running yeah. from James Woods and from her parents. Her, her mom is Mrs. Weiler. Her dad is uh, Richard, Widmark. Richard Widmark. Well, it's her stepdad. It's her, her stepdad, stepdad yeah. and he's like evil, and her mom is just sort of being like manipulated by him. And she's vaguely British. I guess her dad she's, was British. I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> at some point, they make some like half-hearted feint to explain why she's English, <laughs> and her parents aren't. Yeah, I think the dad, her the dad, dad, is whose dad, dad is British, was British or something. Or something. <laughs> okay, and uh, they fall in love, and it really, and, and then, and it's really funny because it, it it jerks around the, the way that, like the plot needs it to happen, where they're like, they are, they are, these these guys fell in love hard yeah. and they were just hanging out on a beach just themselves for like two weeks yeah you know, just doing just fucking under trees apparently as we find out later on <laughs> and <laughs> there's that weird line where he yeah. says that to james <laughs> yeah. yeah i fucked her under a bunch of trees man <laughs> you gotta find out what you could point at a tree tell her what tree you're gonna do it under we're gonna do it under that tree <laughs> now okay so romantic <laughs> okay blimey sure, I, I, <laughs> cool blimey all right. <laughs> Chip, chip, All right, chip. love, just hold on to your britches for a sec. Oh, oh, you've got down to Mexico and it's pitch your knickers. <laughs> get out your bait and tickle and put it in me fanny. Get under this tree, get under that tree. Okay, I'm going. Fanny's what we call our vagina. <laughs> <laughs> ye call it your bum. Now get that ye- lorry right in me fanny. Ye, ye call it? Ye ca- ye call she's it. English. Actually, sure. I think the actress is uh, Australian. I think she's Australian. Uh, but she's in that movie Fortress. Yeah, Did you watch that? No, but the she was the teacher and the bad guys kidnapped the class and no, oh, not the Christopher Lambert. Oh one. no, I haven't seen the Australian no. one. No, yeah, it's Australian. Yeah. And anyway. she's in the Thornbirds, of course. The Thornbirds. Who could forget? Uh, so they're so they're in love, and then they go to these this ruins, and they're like moving around because uh, James Woods is after. He's like decided like fuck James Woods' whole plan. I'm just in love with this lady, and we're gonna be in love forever. Yeah. They go to this these ruins, and she's like, now I'm kind of mad at you, and now I don't know if I can trust you. And he's like, hey, what the fuck? Uh, that's rightly great. so. That's, I'm being whipsawed around. 
And she's like, but I have a hard time, you know, trusting people because of the way I was raised and my, my life's been like this. And she uh, has, they, they keep trying to give her like a character with like, uh, mo- like deep motivations and like yeah. reasons for acting like a complete weirdo, and yeah. it's just it doesn't work. It, no n- nothing sense. sticks. She well, can't trust anyone because she's been fucked over by everyone and she all this sh- stuff. She should be like a. She should be like the way that she, she has sh- zero agency. The way it should be played is like that. She's like a more manipulative, like femme fatale. Like right. that she's that she's actually kind of sucks and is like exactly. shitty. But like the way that Rachel Ward plays it, it you're like. It's like they or that they she's like, she's supposed to have sympathy for her. Yeah, and she doesn't seem like a femme fatale. Like a, she doesn't seem like a manipulative. She's like, not the bad guy, out. but she should be. <laughs> like that's the way they should be doing it. Is that she is actually like she's just. I a, don't fucking care. I don't fucking care about you now. I did care about you, and now I don't fucking right. like you. No, you know? none of that happens. Like that would be a character. She's just a token <laughs> for Jim for Jeff Bridges to get all bent out of shape over in this. Oh, he yeah. bends her. He bends a shape out that's of her in the, yeah, under a bunch go. of trees, right? I know in the temple and yeah. in the temple. So in the, the temple is temple. when you get the sexiest of sex scenes. This is when they go to the temple and sweaty. they yell at each other for a little bit, and then uh, they get past it and they fucking it's fucking a sweat house in an uh, Aztec temple, and it keeps and pushing in on the like the, the, that whole scene where they're having sex in the temple keeps like cutting to the the different right. like, sculpture faces. Yeah, like they're watching. Like, it's so stupid. Uh, and, and, the, and the way it's like, so, it's so affected like bullshit art house like it's totally Taylor Hatchford going like I'm making a real movie it's here right sexy. it's real sexy yeah but I will sucks. I will say this I, I will say this it was at that point where I was like well at least something's happening in right. this movie oh yeah I was like because they needed to have the for. they needed to have the faces on the statues get like progressively more shocked at what they were <laughs> no they should one of them should be like ooh one of those yeah. statues should be jerking it yeah just cranking one out. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be. They should cut to the same same statue face, and every time it cuts back, he's like progressive. And then at the end, when they finish, he's like, oh, and like he's like he's just jerked <laughs> like off. those statues and naked. Guns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> One's got a big old boner pointing upwards. That, that would be great. <laughs> Assault with a concrete Aztec dildo. Uh, so then uh, Webster's dad is like. Hey, oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> I would also just like to point out, because the promotional uh, materials really hype up the sexiness of this movie, it's like the the, it, the cover of, of the box is just them, like, making out sexily yeah. on the beach, and you're like, sexy, sexy. And the the sexiness of this scene, they're both naked, but it's all, sh- it's like a sh- uh, sex scene from the Americans, mm-hmm. where they're like, this is what we can get get through uh, a basic cable. The right? Americans is more hardcore. So, uh, <laughs> Americans is more, there's more movement and stuff, but they are both naked, but they're all covering up each other's, yeah. like, parts and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And that's as far as they push in this, yeah. so in case you're wondering, the Douglas. It's still novels. like a three Douglasy kind of a thing. Uh, I probably got a little over than that, but they're trying. They're co- they're they are trying to push the sexiness. But anyway, but anyways, it's Webster's dad. Yeah, yeah, it turns out there. Sully Webster's dad, the uh, the former assistant coach who th- Jeff Bridges thought was his buddy, turns up peeping on them in the yeah. Aztec temple, and it turns out James Woods has sent him down to find Jeff Bridges too. Yeah, he sent me. I need. A, I'm also a corrupt uh, f- football guy, and we're all corrupt football guys, and I need the money, and he's got this thing. On I mean, now I got a gun, and I, I'm not quite sure what I'm planning on doing, but I gotta get, I gotta take Rachel Ward back, I guess. Just let me take her back, and, and then he starts choking out Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and she shoots him. She shoots Alex Karras. There's a part, and and keep in mind, for the last like. 50 minutes it's just been them canoodling on beaches and fucking under trees and stuff like and now like he's like Alex Karras has him like over like a a giant pit in an Aztec temple yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's dangerous to and let it, tourists go and do and it is it has been like 50 minutes yeah. Of, oh yeah it's the half like, and it's the halfway mark right yeah, yeah. it's like w- it's like that's how long it takes for anything to start happening in this movie <laughs> They really like thought it was. It, they really were trying to make some sort of like swooning romance for the first half. It doesn't work. Strange. No, she. Well, then she shoots Alex Karras. Yeah. They hide the body, 
And well, then Jeff Bridges hides Jeff Bridges she runs away. She runs There's away. a scene where Jeff Bridges is carrying Alex Karras on his shoulder, and yeah. you're like, God damn, Jeff Bridges. That is, Alex Karras literally is a former football player. Yeah. A f- <laughs> That's a big dude. Yeah, he's, a big man. he's carrying but him. But she takes uh, off. Great. Yeah. She's like, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah, see you. <laughs> And he apparently he apparently looks around for he like buries Alex Karras uh, and then apparently you find out later that he looked around for her for like a week or whatever. Then he's he back said in he LA was down again. there for months looking for her. Did he say that? He <laughs> says I spent two months looking for you <laughs> and drinking, you know, also and then, just and enjoying. He gets, the, uh, he gets back and the first place we see him go is to just to James Woods's place because he claims that. Uh, He's so bent out of shape trying to find Rachel Ward that the only last place he can check is to find out if James Woods knows where she is or if he's heard from her. Which would be like the first place you would that check. Would, you would think that that would be a first place you'd go. <laughs> Did she go back to your house? Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah, and then he's surprised to see her there. Yeah. Well, because she hated him so much. You know? Right, of And course. he loved her and he trusted her. My that's, favorite part of this is how I think that she's yeah. she's gotten back with James Woods and there's a shot where like you know the three of them are in James Woods' house and, and Jeff Bridges is finally like fuck this I'm I'm out of here and he's right. just walking up these steps to take the walk out of the building. There's one of those Incan or whatever yeah, mask yeah, yeah. faces mounted on the wall in James Woods' house and Jeff Bridges kind of looks at it gives it <laughs> gives it the stink eye. Like, oh. It's cucking him right there. And then it cucking. cuts back it cuts back to the thing and it's winking at Wink. him. <laughs> and then it cuts back and it's jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Those horny Incan statues, cucked by one of these statues. I did like, uh, I did like their dog Sam. Sam yes. the dog is a little white, uh, little like white dog. Oh, I that's it. Yeah, there's some funny dog. There's uh, the funny dog, dog was, stuff later. There's a pretty on, great too. dog scene at the beginning when James Woods is introduced, where he's the dog is just is just hanging out with a bunch of people on the beach, and James Woods is like, a ways away on the curb, go like yelling at this dog to come, and the dog is just not paying attention to him. I was like, that's classic. It's classic dog stuff. The dog right likes there. Rachel Ward. I loved it. Like, I love the dog likes Rachel Ward better. I love the dog, but he's just like finally got the dogs are like, oh yeah, okay, I gotta go. But he's just like hanging out with <laughs> this you. group of beach people that are like this. Guys, this dog's great. The dog's like, see you later, guys. <laughs> yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> it is like that. It's so good. Anyway, he's my favorite character in the movie. Uh, is Sam the dog. He should have uh, had. Some I can't remember what the dog that said. What the dog's name said was played by anyway. Oh, the real the dog's real name. I should have written, written it down. I usually, I usually, I usually try and note dog actor names. I'll see if I can find it. It was, it was like this, the way that the dog finally comes over. It's like that old gravy train dog food commercial. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, the food that I like. Yeah. Oh, fine. Now I'll come. Yeah, you guys are my friends and everything, but I gotta go. I gotta, they're gonna feed me some some steak or something. <laughs> Got some. <laughs> What is that bacon dog? Uh, bacon strips. Bacon, bacon strips. strips. Yeah. I don't know. It's not bacon. I yeah. ate one of those when I had a, when I was a kid. When Did I had you? Yeah. It tastes pretty good. Pretty good. It's trying I mean, to quit it's smoking. Like, it's like fake bacon. No, it was just I just was like one day it was like my dog my dog when I was a kid my dog loved loved those you know and I was like he he would he loved any treats but those particularly he'd be like yeah fuck yeah oh. and I was like. Let me, I'm gonna try one of these and see if see if it lived up to all this hype. And you know what? Pretty good. It's pretty much like you could eat them. They're just like bacon. It's like. Is it, it cheaper than actual good. bacon? Should I just? I be doubt eating? it. I'm sure bacon's cheaper. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, and it. I mean, bacon. Actual bacon is probably better for you too. <laughs> I can. I imagine <laughs> than dog food. Than the than the processed the processed uh, dog treats. It's a uh, it's a Samoyed dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Named Tundra. Ah, Tundra. Aww. Anyway, good what? job, Tundra. My favorite Tundra character. Tundra the Wonder in the movie. Dog. Did you, uh, Kevin? You did not, maybe not know about this website, bethatdog.com, where you can look up who, where's the what dog was this dog in the movie. I didn't. I do. I do a regular segment on dog movies. I should. It's be that dog. Be that dog. That's such a weird name. That okay. Is a very weird I thought name. it would be Internet Movie Dog Database, but I guess mm, that's apparently taken it's you. be that dog. But it, it does like it does a whole article here about about the different appearances that the dog makes and and what oh, a good shit. boy he okay, is. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to be looking into that later. He's not a bad boy. <laughs> um, so, do we say the dog's name was Sam? This. Back at the bar, Sam, Sam barks repeatedly at Terry when the, when he finally <laughs> arrives. This is notable because Sam has already met Terry, so his alarm at seeing him so soon is important. Jake calls out, here, Sam, be quiet. Get over here. And Sam immediately returns this to Jake. It's totally the, the sure story enough, told from the point shit. of view of the dog. Holy shit, this is Checks the best out. website ever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into this. Sam is... Le- when Mel Terry Gibson's finally tracks name, down right? Jesse as they go back to Terry's hotel room, Jesse asks, how's Sam? <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't Sam Riggs' dog name? Too? Sam is also Riggs' uh, dog. Oh, I'm gonna have to read that one. dog's Riggs name is, is actually Sam. Oh, okay. Yeah. Both of the Sam and the dog and Burback the cat are actually credited in in the lethal. Often weird to me when uh when in movies when they have a dog playing a a dog and they they With insist on having it have a different name. <laughs> I'm like every time you see it, it's like uh, there's a dog in uh in the next movie too in Gun Crazy and it's it's called like uh. Schlitzy, and the actual dog name is Diamond, and I'm like, why? Why didn't you just call it Diamond? Why? But like, same with Sam. Like, why would why would anybody go like that? Right. Dog's called Tundra. Nobody's gonna know what they're like. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It's so Sometimes weird. it works. Like you wouldn't. The dog in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. His real name is Sayuri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody would have named it that in fair 1969. Enough. Right. Fair yeah. enough. It's just, Sayuri. What? But in some cases, you're like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, enough What's about the, the dog's dog? name in the movie? John Ford. John Ford. <laughs> Cliff Booth <laughs> is the name of the dog. Okay. Charles Manson. William Whitney. <laughs> Manson was the name of the dog. <laughs> because there's the end, there's the end of the thing where it's like, I am the dog. I am Charles Manson. <laughs> the dog says, I am Charles Manson straight to the camera. I am Charles Manson. And it has a flamethrower. Roll credits. And winks. <laughs> and then it says, once upon a time in Hollywood. But you've all seen it. Uh, so anyways. Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. Jeff Bridges is fucking dumb, and then and then you get Oof. that thing from Rachel Ward's character where she's like, I, I still love you, of course, but you must understand, I simply must have a man, I can't be alone, I'm one of those kinds of characters in a movie, even though she was co- completely alone by herself in Mexico, right. and that, and whatever. And she seemed, and she actually seemed to, that, that was her preferred. Yes. Her preferred, when she meets Jeff Bridges, she's like, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. And now, and now Jeff Bridges, uh, is, is talks, get, finds out through James Woods, that James Woods is gonna keep trying to manipulate him because he knows that he that him and Rachel Ward uh, killed Alex Karras. Yes, and so now he, there's like this crazy. This is the the end game well, this, of the movie. The whole the whole his whole scheme is that he's gonna try to frame Jeff Bridges for killing Saul Rubinek. That's 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 yes. Right. Saul Rubinek gets killed. Who's who's just who's actually the, my second favorite character in the movie. Yeah, after he's doing his the thing. dog. Yeah. Saul Rubinek is he really wants, fun. And that's the whole thing. James Woods just wants Saul Rubinek dead because Saul Rubinek is getting between him and Richard Widmark. <coughs> and uh, right. and so he, he he hopes to frame Jeff Bridges for killing him, which doesn't necessarily work. I do love that. I do love that part, The though. fuck you, Terry part is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to go. He's breaking in and trying to like steal files back. They're, they're kind of yeah, like. Yeah, he's, he's told Jeff Bridges that I just want you to go in and break in and steal these files. Yes. He's like, okay, and you he's, can, got, he's, you got, can he's got shit too. on. He's got shit on both of us, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can you can help yourself. You can help me. And so he goes in and he finds his own file, and that's where you get this shot where it says a file that says Terry, and then he pulls out a piece of paper that says "fuck, Fuck you, Terry." Right. And, and that's Saul Rubinek's already dead. Yeah, he goes. There's a fun scene where he goes into the bathroom, and you can't quite see through the shower. It's translucent. He's got a shower in his office. <laughs> he's got a shower in his office, yeah. and then you open it, he's, and this that kind of guy, Saul yeah. Rubinek, has been shot in the head, and has kind of been like 
Yeah. Bundled up into the bottom of the shower. And then this big security guard dude comes and they have a big fight. fight. Yeah. I, I liked this whole sequence with like the, with him and when he went to get the uh, Susie Kurtz and when they go uh-huh. back. I liked her her whole her whole thing is great. Like this is I love fun, this is the I, best I, part she, of the movie. She's this, my, she's actually she's my second favorite character. This 25 yes. minute stretch of the movie is the closest it comes to actually being an exciting noir film. Yeah. Yeah, up until this is up to the to the climax and then there's then like and then there's like a, a, a another part at the an very extended end. coda. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is this is just like really fun stuff where Su- Su- he shows up at this bar where Susie, Susie Kurtz hangs she out. She earlier had he she earlier had said like hey we should go get a drink sometime. She's, I'm always at this she bar. Saul she's saw Rubenek's secretary fan and she's yeah and she's a big fan of uh, Jeff Bridges uh, from his football days. Football days and so uh, <laughs> he, which he still he still is a football player. He's just recently been cut by cut, one team cut because he uh, has a hurt shoulder and a kind of history of being a scumbag there is he's like a, a lot there, of stuff well he got game. a point shaving disgrace yes that's all. Right. he's disgraced and injured and stuff but Let's apparently still a hot shot that's great right. anyway yeah. he Anyways. meets he meets up with her at the bar that she's, scene is she's hilarious so, and she's fucking drunk it's yeah. great yeah. and she's just like what am I doing at this place and he's like well would you like to go to this place where a man was murdered and open up a safe and get a thing for me she's like fuck yeah okay <laughs> And she goes, and there's like this security guard there, and, and like they've already reported the murder, and she's just sort of like, "Well, I work here." And, uh, and but I- he moved. Terry moved the body. Yeah, Terry moved the body. Terry moved the body, and they're trying to. They're find looking, him. For, they're the looking for the body. The security guard is like in on. He's the in scheme. on it. Yeah. And so he's a bad guy, but he but he doesn't. She's she's just going like I'm I'm an employee and I'm just doing my job thing. And he's like I maybe okay. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking at her and he's got this dog. It's a Doberman. Doberman pincher. And the Doberman and while she's like trying to open up the safe, the Doberman <laughs> is just growling at her like a foot away from her face, just going. Rrr, and she goes, Hey, uh, your dog bothers me. And the guy goes, It's supposed to bother people. <laughs> <laughs> I liked all that stuff. It's really funny. And then yeah. she like takes a stand, like kind of takes a stand. She's drunk. And she gets a little courage and goes like, "Hey, I, I work for this guy, and I I I actually have power here. Now put that dog in the fucking bathroom." And he's like, mm, "All right." This guy's Puts like, also, this guy's also like drinking from a bottle of champagne. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very not, weird. not very official. Uh, official for it. Uh, I loved it because it's like him and the other guy who fights uh, Bridges earlier. I think too. They're both. They're just like they're just goon. They're just hired they're goons. Hired goons. I loved goons. it. And, That's and why I love this part of the movie because it was just like now we're into a movie where it's like a guy sneaking around, hired goons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the dog's <laughs> locked, dogs. In the, locked in the bathroom, and then she finally like opens up the safe just when the the guard is sort of like figuring out what the deal is, and she just like r- tries running out of the room with the, like the safe deposit box that she's grabbed. <laughs> yeah. He tries to stop her, and then Jeff Bridges pops in and starts fighting with yeah. this guy, and then the guy keeps on trying to go for the door to like open up the door because if he can get the door open, then the dog the can come dog out and eat everybody. Stabs him in the hand, and she picks up a piece of scissors. A piece of scissors. Pizza scissors. Pizza, you know, pizza she scissors. She picks up pizza scissors like from Cobra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, could, hey, put the pizza, pizza scissors. Okay, I, I don't have a pizza cutter that makes a weird noise. Get the cards. So I just, you know, I get scissors. I use scissors. <laughs> and I put my gun in the fridge. Cobra. <laughs> and, she st- and she stabs mm. him in the hand with, his, mm. like, basically pins his hand to the door with the scissors. Yeah. And I'm it's going to, I'm awesome. going to put this, and I, and I am going to make a solemn vow that I will post any scissor-related violence that happens in movies that we cover now. I oh, should have okay. been doing it from the onset, but uh, what prompted this sudden outburst? I of, don't know. It's because there's it's a lot. happened more than once. Well, there was that. There was we the did an episode case was, in um, uh, Dead Again. Dead Again, but that episode there was another piece of scissor violence. Oh, there was. Yeah. We should watch one. this. We should watch the Sharon Stone thriller. Scissors. Oh yeah, we Ep- should actually. Okay. It's terrible, but we should watch that one. I'm on board. Yeah. I, I enjoy scissor violence. There's a lot of it in movies. I th- more than I feel like would happen. <laughs> uh, 
this so, is regular life. So, but this is the best scene in the movie. It's yeah. really fun. And yeah. Susie Kurtz fucking rules in it. She's she's kind of like drunk and just having a good time. Are we uh, are we tor- are we at the end of this movie yet? I think so. No, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> there's like some sh- there's like some machinations. Well, where oh, there's this hilltop showdown. Well, no. What happens next is they get away with the shit, and he's then like, yeah. uh, you know, they're he's all mad at Rachel Ward, and then James Woods comes and gets Rachel Ward. And she's like, "Fuck you, James Woods! I told my stepdad about your whole your whole scheme about what you tried to do. You tried to frame Terry, right. and he's got the he's got the evidence against you all now, and you fucked up." And James Woods is like, "You idiot! He's my boss. Yeah. He's the bag man. He's the bag man. He bankrolls all of this, and you fucked us all by telling him that somehow. No, because like now he's he's got all that he needs to cut James Woods out, and I he guess. doesn't care about Rachel Ward." So she's like, oh, I guess I'm just a stupid uh, character. I mean, that's, that's basically it. She's like, oh, no, I'm so sad I <laughs> fucked up. And then they have then they have the mountaintop showdown because uh, they want to get the evidence from Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges is hiding in the bushes. He's hiding. The he's hiding in the bushes. And you know, James, am I over here? Am I over here, my friends? <laughs> James Woods thinks that he's going to take this opportunity to kill Jeff Bridges. Richard yes. Widmark doesn't want any. Doesn't really care. He just wants the shit. Yeah. And then everybody can go home. I, yes. I did like this scene too because it does have Jeff Bridges like hiding, and then they just start shooting at him. He's like, "Is she fucking trying to kill me?" Yeah. It's very <laughs> weird. <laughs> and the whole thing culminates with Rachel Ward shooting James Woods. Yes. Yeah. And then he goes down, and then uh, that, that's the end of that scene, if I'm not mistaken. Right? That's pretty much uh, it. Then, He's then like, like, Jeff like, well, Bridges is like, you know, you got what you wanted. Leave us out of it. And like, let us let us be. And Richard Rudbark is like, no, <laughs> you'll never see her again. Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, look, here, you could, I won't, won't kill you and shit, but you have to never see her again. Yeah. And it, that's. Which is fair. Which is a real shame because you guys have a love for the ages. I saw the first half of this movie and boy, was it steamy, Boy, steamy, was, steamy stuff. I was just whacking it with my uh, Mayan, my Mayan, <laughs> Mayan stone face. Aztec. It's like stop a lapa kettle from The Simpsons. <laughs> just, we were just, we were just having a great time watching you guys just uh, bone in that temple. It was hot, hot stuff. I was widmarking so you, it. So you can't see anybody ever. You can't see each other again. That's your punishment. And that's the that's the. And then you'd think that that would be the end of the movie. Yeah. But no, then there's an extended scene where he's at another fucking party with the rich people. That's uh, like the grand opening, or like the, sh- the sort of revealing of this development, this hillside development they're going to build in Wyler Canyon. Rich, rich person canyon. Yeah, and it's for rich people to build fat houses and have like lots of room. I did like I the thought- I did like the way that she's describing it though, where she she describes it. She's like and. So that this this whole area won't just go to waste, which yes, I thought yes, was great. Like okay, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was like okay, that's it's, pretty. It's kind of that perfect. is something that w- that, 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 they r- would that say. rich people would say. She's they go like, "This won't go to waste." You're like, "It wasn't going to waste. It was wilderness." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's presenting this like canyon as if it's like a gift to humanity, yeah. and it's a place where they're just going to build rich. It's a rich person yeah. development, and she's yeah. like, "And out of the goodness of my own heart, I will now yeah. sell this property to rich people." Yeah, yeah. it's pretty. I kind of like that, but I, they're pushing it like it's Chinatown at the end of this movie where it's right like, yeah very half-hearted i think well i think that I, I honestly think a lot of this would work better for you if the movie was shorter oh yeah probably. Like, like i think that it's like by this point you're like you're like wrap oh, it up which is what people are thinking where they're like are you guys still talking about against, against, all, all, against odds? all odds we have we have been talking about against all odds for four hours yeah <laughs> um uh yeah and that's it and that's, that's it. it she's it's crying got that great shot of her roll. crying yeah and, 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 and a great song 
Mm. It's against all odds, <laughs> which is actually the name of this song. It's like a Joe Cocker covering <laughs> Phil Collins. <laughs> Look, like we got to face the fact that I have a better voice than Phil Collins. <laughs> Tuba. Tuba. Uh, any good? Any good quotes? Yeah, this is a scene where Jeff Bridges he has a, he, at this point has a very tumultuous relationship with Rachel Ward. Like mm. it, this is during the second half, and this is when he's like forcing himself upon her. She's like, "Get away from me!" He's like, "No, I shove you against a wall and force myself on you, and you like it." And she does. But while he's doing this, and this, and wouldn't this turn a woman on? Because he's talking about James Woods, and he goes, "Does he have a bigger cock than I do?" Mm. And like, and she's like, "Yo, this is so. This worked on me. <laughs> I guess." Okay. Well, this does a, he? This is a line when James Woods is, dis- is describing his uh, sending, uh, this is how he's pitching the deal to send uh, Jeff Bridges to the fuck you, Terry, um, mm. to do that job. And I thought this was just a very noirish line, and there's not a lot of them, but he goes, it's a little dirty, but not so dirty you won't sleep nights. Right. They repeat that line in voiceover later on in the movie. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Because there's a significant gap in movie time in between where he pitches him on the job and he actually goes to do the job. It's like five minutes of movie screen stuff later. So you have to be reminded what he's going to do. <laughs> Remember how this guy was going to go do a thing? And well, he's doing it. It could have happened after the scene where the guy Immediately asked him to. Immediately after, instead, through the miracle of editing. Instead, we showed this guy lamenting not being at football practice or something. <laughs> Unbelievable. And this is the full the full, uh, the full tree fucking line, and this is what Jeff Bridges says to James Woods, and it really hurts his feelings. It's really funny. <laughs> Take uh, what, 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 what could you offer? To, he's, James Woods is like, I'm a rich dude and you suck. Uh, what could you have, have to offer a lady like that? And he goes, yeah, take her outside and show what tree you're going to do it under. We hit lots of trees. And James Woods is like, oh, I'm so cocked. Oh, I'm semen. Blimey, there's a lot of trees to fuck under. Fuck me under another tree, governor. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings. Uh, two, Doug, or two Judds. I was bored out of my mind. Mm. The, the the 15 minute stretch of it actually being an exciting crime film is not enough at all. Yeah. Um, I'm tempted to give it uh, an extra half a, a, a Judd just for Phil Collins, but it doesn't make enough of an appearance in the movie to uh, to move that needle. Just the very end. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna give it like I'm gonna give it three Douglases. All right. Mostly for the sex scene in the in the as in the temple, but there's a lot of other just like traditional Hollywood boning in this, and then they discuss the boning a lot. Yeah. So I'm giving it a solid three. It's three Douglases. It, it wants to be sleazier, but that's I think it's aiming for a three Douglases sort of thing. Yeah. Like three's right in the middle. I'll give it a little pat on the head. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it one peeping Webster's dad. <laughs> <laughs> The one oh, guy you never want to see keep you keep fucking. Going. We don't have to talk about it yet. Just finish up, guys. Yeah, the one guy you never want cranking it to you is Webster's, Webster's dad. dad. We've all had that a very, nightmare a before, very right? very sweaty Webster's dad, like imported to Mexico Webster's dad. Oh, uh, don't mind me. I'll just be over here. No, no, I got to finish. I was only here I to get directions too. on how to get away from here. <laughs> I definitely got stuff I want to discuss with you, but we can do it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know. Finish up. Don't don't mind me. Finish up. <laughs> just pretend I'm not here. Uh, I'm just one of these statues. Here, I'll make some pleasant wind. Sounds. <laughs> is that nice? Is that sexy? <laughs> you like that? <laughs> would it help ooh, if I ooh, ah, would it help ah, if ah, I brought ah. Webster to also watch <laughs> George? <laughs> no, George. Oh, George. Uh, I'm also. I'm actually going to give it three. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I really liked that second half, and I didn't hate the first half, even though I could have easily cut twenty minutes out of that shit. I mean, it's bloated and stuff, but I don't know. It's the kind of. It's uh, the kind of movie that we've been watching. It's that also I have shot very blandly. I, I, I 
looks crisp, crisp enough. It looked fine. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was in focus. Yeah. Sure. It's all in focus. <laughs> <laughs> there's like all these cool Mexican locales, and then there's like that, I like that car race sequence a yeah. lot. I thought that was really fucking cool. Um, and then all the crazy shit that happens in the second half. I, I, I thought the second half was kind of a treat. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half. Douglas abused person by this movie. You're like <laughs> going back for no, going back for seconds after it treated you like shit. <laughs> yep. Just like Rachel Ward. This movie didn't treat anyone like shit. It just ignored you. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough. I won't have it. Uh, I'm gonna give it two and a half because it's uh, it's like just trying to do just enough to get away with maybe being considered sexy. But again, like those sex scenes, they're like all staged staged in such a way where like his arms are covering her boobs and there's like some stuff where yeah. her butt's kind of like blurry in the background. It's just really toeing the line. And like, I can't I can't go any higher than two and a half for that, <laughs> even though it wants me to. Like, yeah, tell people it was sexy. Well, try harder. It's sexy, not sleazy. Yeah, yeah. try harder. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 fuck trees. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it two and a half Judds. Uh, it, if it was if it was like a half hour shorter, it probably would be three because they would cut a bunch of the boring stuff. Yeah. And I was texting you guys <laughs> saying how boring it was right when – and then you, I got a text back from you that's like, well, the second half is pretty good. And it was like r- right when you texted me that is when they were like uh, mm-hmm. fucking. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that's when it actually starts to get – well, not good in necessarily, but where it's like, it's okay. Not just, it's like not it, just them laying on each other on yeah, beaches. Yeah, it's not just right. like him look, well, it's him looking for her for a half hour and then another half hour of them laying on each other. And you're like, is this movie going to have a thing happen in it ever or is this the whole thing? <laughs> uh, and, then that's, and then that moment, then Webster's dad showed up just just – Pulling his pork while they jerk while they fucked in a jerking his chicken, jerking his chicken, his, uh, milking his cow. I don't know. Is that a that one's melting that one. his mole? Uh, and I give it. Two, I'll give it two and a half. Uh, Douglas's like I, it didn't quite. It was you know it was trying. It like was like right right. We're sexy. Little Not really. And James Woods like I, he could have been. He could have sleazed it up a little. I think it was early in his career, you know, or something. Right. So he wasn't like James Woods yet, you know. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like the his guy for the guy from Casino yet. But you He's wish not even he the guy from be. Salvador yet at this point, right? <laughs> but I mean, you wish that he was playing the character the same as like his guy from Casino, right. where it's like, yeah, this guy is the sleaziest Disgusting. guy ever. Yeah. I saw James Woods in a Kojak episode <laughs> from the late seventies, where he was full on James Woods. Really? So he knew how to he knew how to turn it on yeah. when he wanted to. Maybe they just turned it down. Hey, you think you real big shit there, Kojak? Huh? Fuck face. And it was and it was <laughs> and in the Kojak episode. Kojak fuck. Face, <laughs> they left. They left can, it in. It was the seventies. Who loves you, fuckface? Who loves you, fuckface? <laughs> it was the seventies. Yeah. Things were Kojak, different. Yeah, they're baldy. You think you can fucking stop me? Piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> you bald piece of shit. Bald you. piece of shit. Why don't you go suck on a sucker, you fuckface? I'll suck an egg, fuckface. <laughs> and it's pre. Uh, he, he had some sort of cosmetic surgery too. So pre cosmetic looks, looks kind of differently. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna give Got it his teeth capped. So yeah. two and a half. If James Woods was more like his in his Kojak episode, it would be higher, but yeah. he wasn't. And I'm going to give it one I'm gonna give it one Sam the dog, because I love ah, yeah. that dog. One Tundra. One Tundra. Clever dog. Clever dog, Sam. <laughs> Sam, you clever dog. Clever dog. Clever dog. Sam just keeps getting in stuff, too. Yeah, Sam just gets in Jeff Bridges' car, and he's like, hey, get this dog. Get this yeah, dog, get this out of, dog out of my car. Oh, get this dog out of my car. Oh, I don't know what to do. He like, just has no idea how to get a dog out of a car. Sam's got a certain <laughs> joie de vivre. He's a charming dog. He's just ha- And he just hangs out, but there's something about him. Yeah. Something about it. Good job, Tundra. R.I.P., I'm sure. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> All right. Well, that was pretty crazy. 
But now I'm gunning to talk about our next movie. Jesus. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, before I forget, that book is called Summer of the Monkeys. I just remembered. Oh, oh good. wow. Look it up. Thanks. Look it up sometime. Anyway, everybody, why, everybody look everybody up. Everybody look up Summer of the Summer Monkeys. Summer of the Monkeys. Everybody. Everyone. So, Everyone. <laughs> next, we're going to do 1992's Gun Crazy from director Tamara Davis. This is her first feature. She lived in a world of private abuse. Every man I've ever known since I was nine has wanted the same thing off me. And you not wanting it just makes me love you more. And public salvation. If you truly believe in the power of Jesus Christ, then the serpent cannot harm you. Until she met Howard. I can't imagine what was going through the parole board's mind when they let this one out. Then I started reading your letters. And I started standing up for myself for the first time. You made me free. Just for a while, no one could use them. Hurt them. Back off. As far as I'm concerned, you're both trash. Or laugh at them. Go on home. You want some of this, Junior? No! Uh, she just done music videos mostly. Did she do Tank Girl or was that Rachel Tolaley? No, she did. No, no, she didn't most, do Tank Girl. Most Tank famously, Half Baked. Oh yeah, yeah Half-Baked. Billy Madison. Also. A very funny Billy movie. Madison. CB4. Uh, CB4. Mm-hmm. So most stuff of her that was quite different from this. Mostly TV TV credits after a point, like mostly yeah. just episodes of TV shows, which is good. Good job. I'm good for her having a career. But actually, I I was a little like looking at her filmography. It's a little like because I I kind of liked this one, and I at least thought it was like. Different. It was sort of like this. It didn't scream like studio comedy no, hack to me. Not. Like no, it really does. You know, and it was kind of like, ah, oh, that's that's a little. T- it's almost too bad. Kind of. I, I mean, call, but I wouldn't call CB4 like a studio hack comedy. But I mean, Billy Madison. Well, I mean, okay. since after, I'm sure after that though. Sure. Let's not say I'm not the, the, oh, totally throw CB4 under the bus, yeah. but I will throw all those other ones. I under love half baked. That's still funny. Eh. Yeah, she also directed. <laughs> I'm, not, the, I'm not a big fan. She of, also directed the video Chappelle, for so. Samson Gets Me Lifted in Half Baked. Oh yeah, because yeah, there's the MTV thing and it says directed by Tamara Davis. That's right. That's, that's a right. fun fact. You guys like that? That's good. That's anyway, fun. I, I don't mean that it wasn't this, but it was just sort of like I looked there and go, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. But it was like this movie. I felt like, oh yeah, okay. Here's something that's gonna be somebody who's gonna has a voice or something maybe. And then she's like, no, I'm gonna do Half Baked. Bill, I'm gonna be Adam I would Sandler's say that, voice. I would say that the voice of this movie is the writer. But it's Matthew, Matthew Bright, Bright for sure, which yeah. you guys hate. I can't stand Matthew Bright. He also I wrote, like, he I wrote like Freeway. Freeway, which I fucking can't oh, stand. I do not like that movie. <laughs> yeah. Did he, he wrote, wrote did he write Freeway? Did he write yeah. Bright? Uh, no. Okay. No, his name who is did, who his name is Ma- his name is Matthew Bright. He didn't what, write Bright, the, movie the, Bright. The, the the fucking the orc cop one. That's uh, oh, Ayer. That's a- fucking David Ayer directed it. And, and what's his name? Uh, John Landis's boy. Yeah, wrote Max that. Landis. Oh. <laughs> it's a very much an Ayer thing though. That guy sucks. David Ayer. Release the Ayer cut. Yeah. <laughs> I like two <laughs> of his movies. But this but this sure, movie I, I is end of Watch was okay. I guess no, important no. to point out. That's not one of them. No, the ones that I like are Fury, the Brad Pitt tank movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, I'm into that because it's just mean spirited. I thought that one was that was that movie was so laughable to me. Yeah, it was so. It's dumb. very look how edgy I am. It like, was so dumb. It was like that thing where like it's just that thing where it's like, but what if World War Two was actually this really hardcore? And you're like, I don't think. I mean, I think war is hardcore, but it just it just it it pushed that like that fucking bullshit no, like hardcore like, realism to a point of unrealism. No, it's, to like, it's, it's like, like no, no it's like a boner jam face tattoo dude's version of Cross of Iron. It's yeah. like absolute MMA fan junkie <laughs> bullshit. I love it. 
And then, uh, and then he also made one of my favorite recent Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, the movie Sabotage, which is yeah. more of the same. It's just absolute mean spirited bullshit that I find. The amusing. best thing, the best thing about David Ayer, I watched that uh, some bullshit movie he made this year called The Tax. The Collector, Tax Collector. That's fucking which, stupid. Which was so, which was Terrible so bad. Movie. But the best thing about that is that like fucking Shia got LaBeouf. That giant Shia LaBeouf tattoo. is pretty great in it. He's not in enough, and then his character gets summarily executed in right. like, and they're like, oh, spoiler I, alert for I, the Tax Collector. Yeah. Well, if you, sorry, sure, sorry. No, I, guess. I mean, I'm not I'll spoiler. This, I'll cut that out. Spoiler no, I don't, alert, this movie I don't, this movie I don't want you sucks. to apologize for this, it. This just, movie, it sucks, but Shia LaBeouf is the only, the only bright spot, and he's barely in it, but he did get like a full back tattoo for the movie. It's like a chest, you got a full chest, full tattoo, chest tattoo, and, and you don't see it. And you don't see it. The only time you see him with his shirt off is also covered in blood. And, and he, sh- he managed to get that t- tattoo while uh, tormenting FKA Twigs. And many, many other women. Because uh, he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, he's a scumbag. I'm, well, anyway, he's but the we best don't have time to talk I about I forgot him, which well, anyway, he's, he's the best part of that movie. It's though, true. Still, you're right. So. You're right. Yeah. All right. But Gun Crazy. Yeah, yeah. This movie, this is really, <laughs> what I found kind of fascinating about this movie is that it's like bleak, chic, like white trash, kind of like miserableism yep. Yep. That, uh, that has this weird, like, uh, hipster shit going well, like the, the, this, the soundtrack this is really trendy came out at a time when that kind of shit was like hey this is fucking shocking and edgy shit man she gets fucked by her stepdad yeah you know and it's like it's completely and everybody else and yeah it's jeremy it's davis in fucking. a pipe yeah Jer- <laughs> jeremy davies by the way playing like a bad kid not believable yeah kind of like a bully scumbag yeah. <laughs> rapist <laughs> dude. uh but but like this movie's uh sound like so it's all just like white they uh, it's got Texas Beastie Boys on the soundtrack. Beast, well, I got the I got the whole list of stuff that's in soundtrack. But before before you, uh, th- this is a movie that is about like miserable wh- small town white trash like desert mountain shit, mm-hmm. like uh, the most miserable small town you can imagine. Like this uh, underage girl getting like living a miserable life and like killing people and with accents and country music and all this sort of stuff but the soundtrack is Billy Beastie Drago Boys. Billy Drago that's <laughs> yeah. a fucking there's snake handling in it's this snake handle. that gives you it's an idea. Billy Drago it's the a snake is handling a snake preacher but church. he's not a bad guy no, no he's fine he's, he's not the bad guy <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny but the soundtrack includes the Beastie Boys Helmet Suicidal Tendencies Sonic Youth yeah. and Grunt Truck Oh, Grunt Truck. Grunt Truck. They finally got they got a Seattle band in there just at the end because it's 1992. And what was the name of the what was the name of the band in that other fucking movie we watched? Oh, Prong. <laughs> no, it wasn't it's Prong. Not from Strange Days. Okay. This is like multiple episodes back, oh, and no. all the names of the bands in it were just fucking ridiculous. But I can no oh, longer yeah. remember what movie. I hadn't heard of them before we saw. Oh it. well, whatever. Uh, but also, Tamara Davis was married to Mike D, mm-hmm. and this movie also features Ione Sky, who was married to Ad Rock. So this is a Beastie Boys thing? It's <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. But that's not what kind of movie it is other than the no. soundtrack. No. This reminded me in not a good way of like the early Greg Araki stuff too, which I'm also not a fan of. All right. Like that, just that vibe of like, look, we got a fucking 16 millimeter camera, a good soundtrack, and we're going to say some fucked up shit on the radio, man. It's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. And if you look at Tamara Davis talking about how like she found this script and she thought she really understood it and she wanted to make this anti-gun movie out of it, oh, it's okay. like no. Well, you didn't do that. No, you didn't. I don't feel like, and I do, <laughs> and I, I obviously do think guns are a huge problem. Sure, but I don't know. I think the problem in this movie is that every, these people are the stupidest people in They're the world. They're stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that. The, yeah, I don't know that I would even have read the script. I don't know that Matthew Bright wrote the script thinking like this was an no, anti-gun I, movie. Well, I don't think he thought anything when he was writing it, except okay. I can sell this. But. Wow. 
Go on. No, it's I good. just hate. I just hate his movies. I know. Keep I'm going. Sorry. He sucks. Keep going. I. I mean, I like both of those his movies. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I can't. I'm. Not, I can't. I, that's all I can say. I guess. No, you guys can I go at it. I don't have anything to debate. Go I just, at I just it. think they suck. This is exactly like a tone that I don't like. It's, it's, it's exactly the same as like a movie that I inexplicably love, like The Rookie or something, where I'm just like, this is just a I vibe with this. I'm like, I'm into it. It speaks to me. It does exactly what I want to do. The movie like this is just trash. It's this, just, but it this just movie sucks. is in a very similar milieu as uh, California with a K and yeah, Natural Born yeah. Killers. Not a big fan of California either. Yeah, but it's it's like, what if we what if there was two hot uh, white right. trash people and they killed some people and yeah. we kind of liked them yeah. though yep. and you're like I okay I guess yeah. I don't know what the 90s why the 90s <laughs> liked that so much uh, but this I'm, doesn't have a satirical voice and it's not quite it's no. not but stylish it it, like it thinks uh, it does I, I guess it does I guess I don't think it's supposed to be satirical some of their I think dialogue is written in a very self-consciously like stupid way it kind of yeah, reminds me of how yeah, Paul Thomas Anderson writes the characters in Boogie Nights hmm. where they're like I, he, like I can't wait to write this d- dumb person dialogue right because they say some real dumb shit in it <laughs> but it's not directed that way it doesn't feel like that feels like it's going for more of a dumb, down to the down to earth, just sort of like this is what people are like. Yeah, this is what people this is what people dress like. And I, I think the, the I think the one of the more admirable things about the movie is that they really do dress and look like people in these areas. Oh, dude, the girl, the Drew Barrymore's wardrobe in this, yeah, especially with the uh, the like long john style like sweater mm-hmm. with the overalls over it. She's wearing a she's wearing a dress, but with the overalls, that's exactly how my like first high school girlfriend dressed. Yeah, in same haircut too, like exactly the same. Ione Sky's hair is exact. That is what every girl looked. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it's. They got the spiked up bangs yep. and the kind of like skanky, like all the all teased uh, Belly hairspray shirt. sort of thing. It's like that's exactly what all girls in my middle school looked like yep. for for three solid years. They were teasing up the the bangs into this weird arch. Not only were teasing bananas. up, right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. We're high fiving right now. Oh yeah, you hear that? High five. Sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, like the uh, costume person was d- instructed to go to some place like the I think it might have been Ellie, L- uh, Nevada, where they shot some of this, and just sort of like dress them authentically, and it works. And oh, and Jeremy Davies and his and his crew of flunkies also ha- are wearing the kind of like the denim with the uh, mm-hmm. uh, wool underneath that's in the hats and stuff. And you're like, yep, I knew those guys. Yeah. I fucking knew those guys. Flannels tied around their waist. He's, he has a shirt that has the A on it and says anarchy. Yep. <laughs> and, he's, and I'm like, that's funny, but also like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like anarchy. I don't fucking know. I'm going to die in this town. <laughs> What's this movie about? Drew Barrymore is this girl who's uh, living with her shitty stepdad in her mom's trailer. Her mom is her mom's AWOL because she's apparently out turning tricks somewhere. Very bleak. And uh, she's, her, her stepdad she is, is Joe D'Alessandro. Joe D'Alessandro. And he describes Drew Barrymore's mom as out peddling her ass for some shit-skinned pimp. Mm-hmm. Whew. And he's boning Drew Barrymore, Boy. too. He's boning Drew Barrymore, too. And Drew, Bar- Drew Barrymore like, just sort of not like... Not that she's okay with it, but she, that's just like she's resigned to it. Yeah, she's She describes it later it. on as going like, e- ever since I turned nine, that's all anybody ever wanted from me. Right. And I didn't like it. I would just sort of go numb, but it's what people wanted, and so like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's bleak. And, and so, it's and pretty so bleak. It's very, very bleak and grim. <laughs> and and also, Drew Barrymore was 17 when this was made, and is, let's just say that they wouldn't shoot stuff like this. Probably not. I would hope not. She has like a wet T-shirt at one point and stuff. We're like, Jesus Christ! Oh, it didn't seem too exploitive to me. 
thought uh, it was pretty exploitive at times, but they obviously could have been worse. That that scene in particular is her like showering with her her new her new love that won't that doesn't want to have sex. That won't her. fuck her, yeah. So. Which she likes, yeah. yeah. She's like good. Well, she's she's not really. It's not that she likes it. It's that she's okay with it because she cares about him. And if that's not what he wants, that's fine. She was just expected every man wanted it. Yep. So she was surprised. That's what all what every, every man that I ever met wanted to do, and and you don't. So that's refreshing. And she meets this guy, James Legros, and she meets him uh, as a he's like writing letters from prison. Yeah, from Chino. From Chino. Yeah, he writes these Mickey <laughs> Mickey Knox esque uh, love letters. I feel, and I will live that day again. Except he's not a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, he kind of isn't. I no, guess. he's perfectly nice. Yeah. He like he like is like a guy who's like he's going along trouble, to get along. He's troubled, and I think he's been in trouble. But he like you know when when the trouble comes up, he's like oh fuck, I don't want to do this, but right. I do know how to handle this and sort of. He seems so generally fine. like he wants to go straight. Yeah, he wants to be a good, a decent guy. He's a nice kid. Oh, uh, but before we get to that, he when he gets out of jail and they hook up, there is a scene in, in class where uh, Jeremy Davies leans over. When, this is when they're getting their pen pal assignment, and he goes, "Hey, sperm bank." Yeah, calls her sperm bank, and then they and then they pick her up in a car. Hey, he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I called you, sperm bank. You want to get in our car and go to the dump with us?" <laughs> this reminded me <laughs> of two. Like, sure. This reminded me of two do. movies that I like better. First, the scene in the school, in the classroom where he calls her sperm bank reminded me of the scene in Boogie Nights yeah, where yeah, she's yeah. he's like I like to suck cock and he's like mouthing you she know. skates off yeah that scene and then the the scene where he's like hey do you want to come to the dump <laughs> is totally like in when Welcome to the Dollhouse when the dude is like I'm gonna take you back there and rape you at three o'clock and she's like really okay <laughs> <laughs> then they do they go lay down at the dump for later and I, are you gonna, I, are you gonna do it and he's like no and he's like. No, it's too late. <laughs> that's a movie. That's a movie that I would have paired with this tonally for years because I saw Welcome to the Dolls when it first came out and mm. hated it. But I rewatched it last week mm. and I, was I like, love that movie. "No, I rewatched it last week. I was like, this is hilarious, front to back. I loved it. I thought oh, it was yeah. great." Well, that movie, yeah. Well, the, the, difference, the difference there is that this movie, that movie is like knows what, what tone it is and what it's doing, and this one is like maybe. I don't. Th- I don't think this one is supposed to be making fun of these people. And so, no, it's so not. So it doesn't have a. I don't know. The point of view is like it's not insincere. It's I, just I liked the perf- I liked a lot of the performances of this. I actually liked Drew Barrymore and James LaGrosse in it. But like the it doesn't do much. It's yeah. sort of like here's these people. They're gonna get in some trouble, and then the movie's over. That's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. But I didn't. This needed a Don Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it needs it needs some wild card energy. There's even like Michael Ironside in this, mm-hmm. and he's like. You know, a jerk. Fine. It's weird that a movie with Billy Drago, Joe Delisandro, and Michael Ironside isn't doesn't cra- have isn't so doesn't crazy. have any wild card energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it, it isn't, and called Gun Crazy. The craziest thing is when when they see the uh, Great Dane in the road, uh, <laughs> whose uh, whose name is Schlitzy. Stock the actual still. dog named is uh, Diamond. Diamond. But Let's anyway, look up beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I just watched the Ugly Dachshund last week, so uh, I've, it keeps these do- these uh, these Great Danes, which I'm just going to call Ugly Dachshunds from now on, keep yeah. popping up in movies. Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, she goes to the dump with these guys, and then they're like, "Hey, we're looking sorry. Up, I'm looking up Schlitzy on Be That Dog. <laughs> we heard that you fucked this one, one guy. Do you want to fuck us? Doesn't and, have a listing yet. <sighs> and she goes Terrible like, website. and she goes like, okay, and she crawls into a pipe, and she goes, but not the fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> so she won't they've the also moved. They've been making fun of her before that. Yeah. She's like not him. She won't fuck the fat guy, but she fucks Jeremy Davies and his buddy in the pipe. Yeah. And then her, and then uh, James, and she's in love with this pen pal guy. And then her uh, Joe Delisandro, her I don't know if it's her, it's, yeah, it's her stepdad, I guess, yeah, but it's her, it's her mom's boyfriend too. It's, it's not like, even, like technically, her, you know, it's like who her mom left him left her with. Yeah. You know. Yes. And he's like, yeah, like okay, know, whatever. Oh, all right. 
I'm trash, so this will, be, this will work out for me. He's been showing her how to shoot guns. Showing her how to shoot guns. That's mistake number her. one for him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> she's got, and she's got like a, like apparently is a natural at it. And yeah. She's got real good aim. He's got, girl, you could be in a, con- in a contest. It makes a whole lot of money. Like, I don't know if you can make a whole lot of money on yeah. a shooting contest. But uh, maybe for <laughs> Eli Nevada. I think you can. <laughs> a whole lot of money? There's a whole, yeah, there's. Yeah, my uncle Tell does me shoot, about my it, uncle Kevin. does shooting contests. I don't know how how Your mu- uncle does shooting contests. Yeah, he's an ex Seattle cop. The shooting contest part is is one of the main ingredients in the original. Oh, okay. There there's are a, there's a whole thing about a shooting. Co- I mean, the main characters are both expert shots in I mean, the original and, film. And yeah. I don't know, but there is it is like a big it is like a big it's a whole thing. It's all interesting. There's like shooting competitions oh, yeah. all over the country <laughs> where it's like it's like a whole you know gun. I mean, gun, gun, companies like will, gun companies will gun companies will sponsor, but even not that. There's just like guys shooting guns like mm-hmm. really good, and they'll like gun companies and bullet companies and shit will sponsor you. Yeah. That's it's like it's like any, it's all. like any sport, <laughs> but I don't know that that's what he means. He probably means like you'd be good at a good a, a contest at the county fair or something. Right. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what happens in the original Gun Crazy. Is like it's got a whole front loaded story about the dude who gets in trouble, the James Legros character. Basically, he gets he gets caught as a little kid breaking into a shop and stealing a gun because he's like an expert shot even as a little boy. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to juvie for a while, and when he gets out, he, and then he goes in the Army, and he's a grown-up, but he's still like a crack shot. And then he's back out of out of the Army back home, and he meets a girl who is running a shooting contest at the county fair, and she's oh. a crack shot too. Okay. And then they get together and start, they go on the lam and start robbing banks and shit. And they okay. go gun crazy. Yeah, they go gun crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Then nobody say. goes, yeah. That's that's like the bare bones of what happens in Gun Crazy. This one they go they go don't go total gun crazy. I don't think. No. Well, before she goes, she America goes, is what's gun crazy. Kevin. She does at one point. Yeah, I don't know if that's I don't know if that comes through. <laughs> before, uh, I do. That is true. It does feel like it's trying to do that natural born killers kind of thing where it's like their their purity, their love is more pure than what's going on in the crazy world, and they're just reflecting. The craziness right. and awfulness of the world back at you. Yeah, but I don't get any kind of anti. No, but it doesn't from work. the movie at all. Work. Like, oh, if that really was something someone was going for, they didn't. You didn't do it. <laughs> I think it's mostly that the 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 gun violence that takes place in the movie is like they're not going around shooting people. It's right. Just whenever there's a gun involved, it goes off, and that's bad. Bad they're, things happen. They're both good at guns. Yeah. And like, so if there's a gun around, the, someone if someone gets shot, they're gonna get killed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then. Drew Barrymore kills one person in cold blood, and then yeah. uh, and then a really hair triggered uh, I mean, shoots a cop. At it's one like point. A, it's like vengeance, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's not like unjustified. Uh, he that, he definitely had it coming. Yeah. Uh, he he like forces it like she because she would usually just sort of go like fine whenever he'd sleep with her before, but now since she's like started this uh, pen pal love affair with James Legros, she's got like some sort of like inner strength. She's got sand. And she's like, I won't do it you no more. And he's like, You got to do it. And you're like, Uh oh. And then they fade away. They don't show it mercifully. And then like. Uh, later on, he's like sitting in the in the chair watching in their TV. trailer watching TV, and she just comes up, pulls the trigger, and you're like, "God damn, okay, here we go." And then uh, James Legros, <laughs> then like I don't know, two minutes later, James Legros is getting off the bus. It's like, "Hey, it's like, hey uh, I'm not in any kind of jackpot immediately, am I? <laughs> I hope not." Uh, hey, I just got out of prison. You didn't happen to just murder your stepdad <laughs> slash mom's boyfriend or whatever he is, right? Yeah. Time to start. Great. Time to start. And my immediately, life. he's like, "We gotta hide that body." <laughs> pretty, pretty much immediately. Uh, but I guess it was maybe a little, uh, you know, some some time has passed. She's been keeping the the body in a 
unplugged mm-hmm. in freezer outside. Well, that's, she opens it up and it's like the crypt keeper in there. Yeah. Well, it's later that they go find the body because he because he's got the whole thing where he gets hooked up with Billy Drago. He's mm-hmm. gonna yeah. work for him, live with him, and then all this stuff. And then his his parole officer, who's kind of a douche, is Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside, who's like the you know classic parole officer character, who's like, was like this guy. These people are only bad. He they, has I a really. Can't see anything uh, good, and then he hates his daughter's talking dirty. He's like, "Don't talk. You can't hang out with that." Trash yeah, I, Ione Sky is his daughter, and that's Drew Barrymore's friend. Yeah, and he hates James Legros. And, and he has there's a there's a funny scene where he he catches uh, the three of them hanging out together in Drew Barrymore's trailer, and he makes the girls leave, and he tell he says to James Legros, he's like, "Look, I don't fucking like you. I think you're garbage, and that's all you're ever gonna be." And then yeah. he goes. You get me? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what What the fuck kind of question is that? Like, do you understand <laughs> that I think that you're a piece of shit and you'll never amount to anything in your life? Uh, yes, sir, ten I do. 10 4 10 Roger that. All righty. Do you mean, did I understand the words you said? <laughs> right. Or what do you mean? Do you understand meant? the words that are coming Look, out I want of my you mouth. to agree with me that you're garbage. Sir. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that somebody's dad says to him. Yeah. I just want you to understand what I'm all about. Oh, the Michael boot. Ironside is playing the Michael Ironside character in this. Yeah. Uh, it's Not as good as his character in The Vagrant. His, his, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> his, he gets uh, to chew it a little bit more in the vagrant. But his yeah. uh, like Canadian accent was coming through in this. But oh, I yeah. also had he just, never suppresses. I it. had just watched a, a terrible uh, newer Canadian movie that uh, right before this. Ooh, which uh, one? That well, I was telling you, Psycho Gorman. Oh fuck yeah, I hated yeah, that movie. Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> but but so it was. So I was like, atu- I think I was especially attuned to the Canadian accent when I put this. And I'm like, they oh, sucked Ironson. his brains out. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't scan a single person in this movie. Uh, <laughs> He's playing. He is playing the Michael Ironside part, though. You yeah. saying she liked it? No, I'm sure she hated every minute of it. It's fucking hilarious. And Total Recall. I love that shit. He's great. Yeah, he's Michael Ironside. Yeah. Of course, he's great. Um, uh, but anyways, like so. So James LaGrosse is just trying to get back to his life. And there's a scene. There's a scene at the Snake Handler Church. It's really funny because Billy Drago has just met him. And he's like, now you're going to live with me and stuff. And then uh, and then he's like, you know how snake handling is, where he's like, everybody handle the snakes, and the snakes won't hurt you, and that shows you the power of God. Just like he's just Black. met this guy. And then all, everybody leaves the church, and then and then James LeGrosse is like, wow, that's really something else, that the snakes uh, don't hurt anybody. And he's like, it's all a fucking scam. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drained all these snakes of their poison and shit like that. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, whatever. As long as it makes people happy. And you're like, damn, just, okay. I really trusted that guy quick. You, you, I, I, I thought that it was going to be also that Billy Drago was going to turn out to be like a scumbag preacher. It was, I mean, yeah. like he's he's admitting that the snake handling is not real, but he does legitimately have a, like a re- deep religious belief that matters oh, yeah. to him. He he, he does think yeah. it, he d- it's not real, but he does think that it helps bring them closer to yeah. God or whatever. And, and then and then and like, he has another snake named Peewee that's a rattlesnake that has not been drained of its poison, but it got it ran it got its head run over by a car, <laughs> yeah. which g- took away its zeal for hunting or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> it's uh yeah he's like a he's like a decent dude. Yeah. In it. I mean he's but he is he is also like he's judgy, he's, he's a also preacher. But well, he is but also scared. But I mean he's decent to like when they he's nice when to them. they come to them later and they're like being you know, they they don't know what to do and he's like well, well, I'll marry you. you got to marry. Like marry it's kind of yeah, stuff, it's which kind of funny. Where sweet, he, almost where you're like, this guy, okay, he's a good guy. He catches them. He catches them like uh, canoodling, like, canoodling, and he's like, I don't care for that sort of t- shit. I'm judging you guys, and you, not until you're married. And then they're like, well, can we get married? And he's like, all right, yes, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then he's fine. And then you're like, oh, I, well, I guess he's you know, he is true to his word. Yeah. They're off shooting guns, and Drew Barrymore takes her shirt off, and then he turns around. James Ghost turns around, like, oh no, I put your no, shirt on. Oh, no, she's like, isn't, no, isn't that what no, you want? No. <laughs> oh no, Drew oh, Barrymore. No, man. Oh no, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, 
then they do get married, and yep. then uh, they're but they're not able. They're, they're kind of like Bonnie and Clyde in that way. They're not able to consummate quite yet. Uh, I mean, they do eventually. It's Clyde Barrowed well, d- disorder. They go, then they go, then they go. They get married, and then they go to get rid of Joe Delisandro's body. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she's like, "All right, let's go get rid of this body." They go to burn Off it to the at, dump. The, uh, t- at the dump when the the, the number ever, one hangout spot. ever burning fire or whatever the <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah, furnace. it's one of those fire. F- Furnaces from like Blood Simple, or Aren't, and then the, yeah. the the teenage bullies are there, right? Well, they're burning the body, and they're like, "All right, well, I guess we're gonna go now, or whatever." And then like the two, then the two uh, James, Jeremy Davies and the other guys show up, and they're like, "Hey, hey, look who's here! It's old Springbank. <laughs> this is gonna go great for us." <laughs> they're not they're they're not being very tactful about it because this this new guy who yeah. seems like he might have a bit of a fuse to him, and they're and they're going like, "Oh, you just got married to this slut? Yeah. Well, we fucked her," <laughs> and he's like, "Well." He, and he the whole time he's kind of going like, okay, well that's fine. Um, could you leave though? Because this is going to end poorly if you don't. No, leave. we insist that you kill us. Oh boy, this is going to better oh, fucking geez. kill us. Okay, the whole time James Gross is like, could you just go? I got Please. this. Look, as you can see, I've got this weird flat top haircut, and I just want you to leave. I'm gone crazy. I just, <laughs> I just, I just want to be here with my new girl and my our while we burn her dad's dead body, and I just, I don't want any trouble really. <laughs> yeah. But I will shoot you both. Well, he actually he accidentally shoots the first guy because she like he like pulls the gun on him to scare him, and she like goes no. And when she says no, he shoots him or something. He's like you because he goes look what actually, you made me do. It's kind of funny. He is like pointing the gun and just going like go away, and then she like hits his hand yeah. and then he pulls the trigger. Like, I like the part job. after that where she's like Their he's team. like look what you made me do. That guy saw everything. I what am I? I gotta kill we him now. Just, yeah. And then you think that the, that they're gonna have to do a sort of like well he's a witness so now we have to do the really dirty the dark thing yeah. and kill him but no he just like tries to attack him too so then it's also self-defense yeah. with that yeah. guy too yeah in, they, in a way they don't like make them into like really bad people ever no Which they're just maybe, dumb. maybe part of a, a kind of a problem where right they're, like, they're it, just you, fucking stupid you want at the point when they kill jeremy davies for them to go like we can't leave this guy alive and then she's like yeah i want to fucking kill him yeah and then you got yourself a movie yeah, but, but instead they're kind of like still like, oh no, no, we're gonna accidentally kill these yeah, guys. We're just whatever. nice kids. But this we- is kind of funny. So like Jeremy Davies' uh, car is out there, and then they have their truck, and their truck won't start. And uh, but he's like pouring gasoline all over Jeremy Davies' car because he's gonna burn that evidence. Right. But then the truck won't start, so then he <laughs> they have to burn the truck instead, right. and then get in the gasoline-soaked car. Just <laughs> give you an idea of just how like how well it's all coming together for them. Which I always make sure the car starts before you pour gasoline on a secondary vehicle. Well, I kind of. I like that stuff though, just because it's like yeah. it's they're like, not good criminals. Yeah, yeah. I like I like movies where people are bad at that because I feel like right. I feel like that's a realistic portrayal of how I would be if uh, some kind of situation. I think came you'd be up. a little bit slicker than that. I'm smarter than them for sure. Well, okay, but uh, what's up for debate? I don't know. What is it supposed to mean, smart guy? Uh oh. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> you're the smart one around here, huh? No, you you're the smart out. one. Travis is the funny one, and I'm the cool one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm the handsome guy. No, I'm the dumb guy. It's fine. <laughs> I'm the Paul. He's the George, and you're the... Who's the third one? Ringo. No. Davy. Davy Jones. Davy Jones. Davy Jones from the from the monkeys. Pretty yeah. good. <laughs> the main monkey. Hey, the cute hey one. you're the monkey. <laughs> People do say you monkey around. You have Summer of the Monkeys on the brain. Summer of the Monkeys. I'm going to reread that. That's about Davey, (laughs) Mickey Dolenz, (laughs) Mike, and Peter Torque. They all get loose in the the Appalachian Mountains, (laughs) and some hillbilly kid befriends them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you guys think I meant monkeys like the animal? No, no, no. The monkeys get loose. That's what the song Last Train to Clarksville is from, because it takes place in in Clarksville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's what it's it, yeah. It's, it's named after that that book. All right, good stuff. So it, I don't remember. It. <laughs> I'm a believer. I'm a believer in that. I'm a believer. That, I'm a believer in that, in that bit. Anecdote. I'm a believer in that whole bit. <laughs> yeah. I also a joke about a monkey's song that I can't think of any other monkey's song names. Daydream believer. That, no, that's Sunday that's, bloody Sunday. No, that's is that Sunday. another monkey song with believer in it? Daydream, Daydream believer. Yeah. These guys. And homecoming queen. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I sincerely do it on the tuba. Do it on the tuba now. It's a tuba with a guy stuck in it. It's all Ruben X stuck Peter in it. Peter Tork is stuck Peter in the tuba. Peter Tork is stuck in the tuba. Oh, there's too many. It's his butt stuck in there so he can still talk to the camera and go, oh, tuba, too many, tuba, many tubas and around now here. Here's me doing my, <laughs> my only camera. song, Auntie Griselda. <laughs> And then there's a uh, brutal footage of the Vietnam War. Yeah, right. <laughs> People doing acid. If you haven't seen and head one, before. And then one of them inventing post-its or something. Mm-hmm. I tell you, White if you out. don't know anything about head, uh, you're not expecting the, the shots of like charred <laughs> Vietnamese corpses <laughs> as, as often as. They I feel do like crop you should up. have expected that, given <laughs> that it was the monkeys. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, they're known, known for they're the known TV for show. Their, they're known for their trenchant, brutal satire, <laughs> political and social upheaval. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. There's a, there is one scene that I wanted to note. I don't recall if it happens before or after this because it's a, just sort of stuff just sort of happens. And then at a certain point, they're on the run. But at one point, uh, Ione Sky, who is uh, Michael Ironside's daughter, Michael Ironside's like, stay away from those scumbags. <clears throat> and she's like, well, okay, I'm going to hang out with them right now. Yeah. Yeah. And she picks them up and then they go driving around and they're like boozing and stuff. And then, uh, and then there's they're, in a, there's, they're in a trailer, and James LaGrosse is like drinking a beer, and then uh, Drew Barrymore it. and Ione Skye start doing a dance routine. They're like, "Let's do the dance we did when we were kids, or whatever, for him." And until and until Michael Ironside shows up and harshes it, you got to be like, "In James James LaGrosse has got to be like, <laughs> man, I just got out of jail like a week ago. This is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch these two broads do a little dance. Things for are this. going great for it's, me. It's not bad. It's not bad. I got a job. I got a beer. <laughs> these two girls here. I mean." <laughs> I don't want to have sex with them, so... We're all friends. <laughs> this is perfect. And then Michael wow. Ironside totally comes up and harshes the Were whole thing. Are you going to have sex with those girls? No, I don't want to have sex with any girls. Oh, uh, well, I'm still... Well, mad. you're still I a still piece of like, garbage. You're still a piece of shit, you fucking scumbag. I'm going to suck your buzz out. <laughs> Oot. So they kill they they kill those guys. Then then they go back. The then there's still some time where like they're like, well, we're gonna pr- we're just go back to normal or whatever. But then Billy Drago gets uh, gets bit by <laughs> yeah. a snake. Apropos of nothing, he's just hang he's just hanging out by himself. <laughs> You're like, now we get a scene with just Billy Drago, and he's holding the snake that is supposedly like not uh, has lost its zeal for hunting. And he's like, hey, Pee Wee, what do you say? And the Chomp. snake just bites him in the face. Yeah. Yep. And then he's in the hospital. And so that's and then they go then they're at the hospital going like waiting you know seeing what's gonna happen and Michael Ironside shows up starts harshing with James LaGrosse. Well he goes like that was because that was like his guardian or whatever right. and he oh, goes yeah. well since that guy got bit in the face you gotta go back to jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, like, which, uh, is, which is like uh, it, it is like what? it is like overstepping his bounds <laughs> his boundaries as a parole officer I think where he's like you have to go he... back to jail. I'm like I think that you're I don't think you can legally do that. I, I think sure he was, hope you can't. I think that he didn't break parole by having a different guy die. Just right. because <laughs> it, like if you're guardian gets bit in the face by a snake you can go back to jail yeah i don't think that he also I got he I also don't know got though. parole because he saved a, uh, like a screw's life in the clink that's yeah. right yeah I, 
you feel like he's anyway. He he like basically is like talking to some other security guard, or some other cop outside. He's like, yeah, arrest this guy. He's the going, dudes and the dude's got a big jail. stuffed animal for, like for his daughter yeah. or something he's like, like that. Oh, how's, it, how's it going, parole officer? He's like, I arrest this I need guy. You arrest he's, this puke. And you're like, what? And then and then it then it turns into him. It running. doesn't go well. He runs he runs away and then he's got a gun and then he grabs Drew Barrymore and they shoot that. That cop, yeah, who a cop had the comes bear. in and goes, "Freeze, everybody!" And Drew Barrymore just like shoots, Blows just him guns away. him down, just fucking kills him. And then they're they, on they the run. They kidnap Michael Ironside. Oh, they do, right? Yeah, and then they're driving around with him, and then they take him out. And James Lagrosse is like, "Why well, gotta kill the guy? I'm gun crazy." And Drew Barrymore's like, "No, don't kill him." Yeah, and they don't. And he he pistol whips him, and then uh, then they drive off, and then they just sort of have a little kind of rambling. <laughs> They finally, they finally I bone. I wish the they movie was, bone. They do finally bone. They, they run. They 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 almost run over uh, Schlitzie in the road. Yeah, this is great Dane just fucking stuck, standing, standing in the road, standing stuck still. It's, it's the, <laughs> absolutely. It's just still. like the the cow that Norman sees in his visions in the Psycho remake. <laughs> the cow that's just inexplicably in the middle of the road whenever he wants to kill. But this is a real. But this is a real dog that then they <laughs> deliver back to the house it belongs at, and they're like, "Thanks," and they're like, "You going out of town?" And they're like, "Yep, we're going out of town." Okay, bye. <laughs> And they kill those people and the dog because <laughs> no. they're gun crazy. No, then they no, leave. No, wait, that crazy. doesn't happen. Then they leave. and Yeah, exactly. Then they leave, and then they go back to the house and hang out at the house, and then eventually the authorities find they, them. They do, go to, they do go to... <laughs> oh, they uh, go They go to a bar. To a and like bar. Harsh, hash, they're like harshing up some people. Fisher they're like, Stevens. give us some money. Fisher Stevens is in the bar. Is that... It's Tracy Walter. Or Tracy, Tracy Walter. Walter. God, one of those. Uh, yeah, the, the guy, person. the old Tra- the old Fisher Stevens. Yeah, it's Tracy Walter. That's a funny scene where she's like, they're robbing everybody at gunpoint. And then the one guy's like, what about what about my kids? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I can't take I your money. Like you that. have kids. And then another guy goes, well, I got, well, kids, I got too. kids too. And they basically can't rob <laughs> can't anybody. Rob because, anybody. Which Don't I, take I, my money. I was going to get drunk with I, that. I, I, I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, but it's see, very cute. I, like, they I, wish that, the, I wish more of the movie had been like that thing where they're like. Like the anti-road movie of they're or, trying or they're, to be the lovers on the run. They're doing lovers on a run criminals, but they're like bad at it. Like they're like, they are like wannabe nice. They're still, we're still nice people though. She actually does say that. Like we're nice people. Who wouldn't like us? That would be, that would be the movie I think that this really wants to be, which is about the cruel world that, that is keeping these lovers right. from their from their paradise. It takes it takes most of the movie for them to end up on the road, though. So there's only like a half hour left or less before by the time yeah. they're actually on the road, and so they end up at that bar, and then they're just like, "Let's go back to that house where no one is right now with the dog," and they're like, "Okay," and they do, and they do. Oh boy, it's very exciting. I know. I'm just. I, I yeah. It's not. It's not great. It's a boring movie. There's a there's a funny scene where they're, they're so they're in this house now and they're kind of having essentially like a honeymoon period yeah. and they're they're in a nice sort of like middle class house because they're off on vacation, kind of getting to live a nice life, living in a in a big sleeping in a big bed and stuff like that. But they do see themselves on the the news uh, because they're like the, the a sensation, uh, media sensation now, and uh, they interview James LaGrosse's dad, who we knew had been. James Gross had pistol whipped at some point, and now he's got one of those eye, eye patches built into his glasses, like mm-hmm. one black glasses lens. And he, this is what he says: because they're like, Henry, what do you think about your son?" Or whatever. He's my son. They could strap him to an electric chair, and I'd pull the switch, and I'd enjoy myself doing it. <laughs> like, you're Jeez. like, all right. So he comes from uh, not the best stock in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the cops show up at the yeah. house. Yeah, and then and like everybody, you know, this is a stand-up. we know you're gone crazy in there. We're gone crazy, and this is how the movie's gonna end. Yep. It's time for the movie to end. <laughs> so it's sort of just, I mean, you know, I, I like I said, I like both of the central performances. But if we cared more, if if the movie had done a better job of, of making us care about these characters, this scene would be really moving because it is like that thing where he's like, "Look, tell him I did. Tell him I made you do everything." Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I he's he's basically like, "I can't get. I can't get out of this alive. Yeah. I know I'm gonna die." And then there's like just like a kind of a weird 
shootout where he just like was walking down the stairs sh- shooting, but he, also like he gets shot in the side of the head, and it's very like it's very grim. He's yeah. just, he like, gets Whoa. riddled with bullets, and he and uh, and he takes three or four cops with him too. Yeah, like it's kind he, of it's quite the bloodbath. It does turn it does turn gun crazy very briefly at the end. Yeah, yeah he's gun crazy, and Drew Barrymore like he, you know kind of like looks up at one of the cops and goes, "Uh, he kidnapped me." Whatever he told her, he to made, say. he made she, me do every he made me do all of it. And like right before uh right before he goes, uh, he's like, "Oh, you just you know keep on living, and I gotta go die." But yeah. he goes, uh, "After what we did tonight, maybe we made ourselves a baby." Yeah, <laughs> and, which I am assuming in the yeah they absolutely did in the context <laughs> of the world, in the world of the movie. Uh, and it really and it cut, and it cuts like straight it's up outside, monsters it's dead outside, two outside, credits. outside yeah. the house does a crane pull up to the sky go to go to credits that's also and then it says uh, Schlitzy uh, as Diamond or uh, Schlitzy played by Diamond mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my only credit I remember <laughs> from the ending and that's it. There's uh, not much to this movie, but I think it was not much over 90 minutes. Right? It's like 95. I, 95. I kind of liked it. It's it's kind of interesting in a way. I I feel like it's it's right down the middle. There's it does a, what it's trying to do basically. There's a better movie that I watched not too long ago called Joyride from like the late 70s with uh, pff, uh one of the fuck uh, uh Robert Carradine and mm. some other uh, Melanie Griffith, very young Melanie Griffith, where these people, these kids, like dry, decide they live in like Seattle, and they're like, we're gonna move up to Alaska, and we're gonna work up there, and they like move up to Alaska, and it doesn't go well. Kind of turns into a, a lovers on the run thing, but I, I, I highly recommend that. I recommend okay. that over this is kind of it's a bit it's a bit like more like what you want from this, where it's like what is gonna happen to right. these people, but it's the same kind of meandery dummies getting in over their heads, but and it's and not I quite as pointed. The Roxette song Joyride. <laughs> We've already not recommended the movie Joyride with Paul Walker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't. You guys liked it more I than like I did. Uh, this is just a few lines to give you an idea of the kind of like sort of grimy, trashy dumbness that they're trying to do. Uh, th- this is how Michael Ironside w- refers to Drew Barrymore. Uh, he says it right to her face, apparently. You'd put out for anything wearing pants. That's an interesting Anything one. wearing pants. <laughs> but not anything not wearing pants? Yeah. What if it was a bear that walked in Are overalls pants? pants? <laughs> well, I'd put, a, I'd put out for a bear wearing pants. Or a monkey. Pants. Or one of the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> or all of the Definitely. monkeys. Hi, all We'd of the all monkeys. put out for the monkeys. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Hey, hey we're the monkeys. <laughs> hey, hey. All right, but not the fat one. Hey, hey, yourself. Which one? Was there a fat one? I don't, I don't think there was so. a fat one. Uh, it would be Mickey Dolan's. It would be, they'd be like, I guess you're the fattest one. Fucking tub of lard. He was like 130 pounds. Davy Jones would be like, "Get out of here, Mickey! Get out of here, Mickey!" But this is this is the fuck part off when they first tried to have sex. <laughs> Get your fanny out of here, Mickey! Davy Jones Get your bloody fanny out of here! Fuck off, Mickey! Davy Jones. <laughs> That's how he sounds. But this is the part where the, they f- they first tried to uh, do the do the sex and uh, it wasn't wasn't working and he's and he's kind of making excuses like, "I just don't think that we should do that unless we's getting married." And she goes, "You can still come in my mouth. That's not barely sex." Because dumb. And then uh, at one point, uh, this is uh, Billy Drago when he's like mad at them for f- catching them fornicating. And he goes, you was fornicating her. Oh. And then he's like, I understand what it's like. She's come of age and she's all pink and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Gross. So stupid. <laughs> Uh, and then they also describe. They go to Fresno at one point to, to try to oh, like, right. meet up with Drew That's Barrymore's right. I forgot junkie about that. mom, who they never meet. 
No. And they keep referring it to Fresno. It doesn't go well. Oh, his car gets towed and shit? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Or his they car's keep... about to get towed and he pulls a gun on a guy. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about the whole Fresno misadventure. <laughs> These little tiny... It's a digression. Adventure-y, like, brief adventures that they Episodes. have. Episodes. Right. But they keep referring to Fresh- Fresno as fresh and clean. Like, to give you an idea of how bleak this movie is, Fresno is like the, the big... <laughs> Shangri-La. <laughs> yeah. Ooh la la, Fresno. <laughs> that's where you want to be. America's toilet bowl. <laughs> Jesus. Well, for them, America's toilet bowl is a step up, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's. I think that's the idea. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, ratings. Uh, I'm also going to give this two Juds. It was boring and uh, not exciting. <laughs> Both boring and <laughs> Both not boring exciting. Both boring and not exciting. <laughs> wow. uh, I, it's like yeah, this book, Summer of the Monkeys. It was just thoroughly misguided and, <laughs> and stupid, and I just didn't care at all. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it one and a half. No, I'll give it two. Two, two Douglases for all the for all the talk of coming in mouths and uh, not having sex. Mm-hmm. Her constant assault by every man of <laughs> since she was nine. <laughs> since she was nine, yeah. The talk of the sleaze is is a bit more apparent than the sleaze itself, but yeah. And I'm gonna give it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Rattlesnakes with their heads caved <laughs> all in. Right, good. <laughs> One of the uh, one uh, of the weirder details pee- of this movie, Pee Wee, Pee Wee, yeah, the rattlesnake. It's a fairly big rattlesnake. It was a weird name for it. Uh, I'm gonna give it its head run over. It would be dead. <laughs> That's a tough fucking rattlesnake I mean, yeah. right there. He's like, and he won't he won't hunt no more. It's like I think he's probably tough, kind of tough. You know, sure enough, there you go. I think it was head was run over by like a trike or something <laughs> like that. Like I don't know. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna give it three Juds. Uh, I don't love this movie, but I think I think it like does what it's trying to do i like i think this is the movie that they set out to make they yeah. did it and they got all and they got grunt truck to do a song for them <laughs> pretty amazing never heard of grunt truck <laughs> nope they're seattle band huh. says you I they're mean... called grunt truck well, that's yeah. the two things i know about them <laughs> <laughs> they did a song for gun crazy grunt, hey, hey we're grunt truck people think we're grunt trucking around we're too busy grunging jesus 92, baby. And they had a tuba. <laughs> like the all tuba. those grunge bands had a tuba Well, section. they all did, Shit yeah. was hard, man. Singles was basically an advertisement for tubas. <laughs> all right, singles. I'll buy a fucking tuba. <laughs> Cameron Crowe just couldn't resist putting a tuba in every goddamn shot in that and movie. And Xavier McDaniel. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to give it three Douglases just because it's pretty it's yeah. pretty sleazy about Drew Barrymore's character, and Drew Barrymore was 17, and uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 trying to be sleazy. It's like this bleak chic stuff. She gets fucked in a fucking pipe at the beginning of it. I mean, they don't show it or anything, but yeesh. I mean, I don't think you're supposed to like that. that no, exactly. Of it, That's what I'm yeah, saying. You're not yeah, supposed to like. It's yeah, supposed yeah, to be not dirty. Supposed to like the puck, the fuck pipe. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's a bad fuck pipe. <laughs> Bad fuck pipe. It's a bad, bad fuck, fuck pipe. pipe. There are nicer ones. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen better. Be, I've seen nicer fuck pipes. <laughs> I'm gonna give it ten out of ten fuck pipes. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it three Juds. Also, I, I kind of, I kind of liked it, although it's not. I didn't think it was great. I don't know. I just ultimately was like, yeah, it was okay. Won you over? Yeah, kind of. I like. I mean, yeah, I liked. I liked those kids, even though I wish that they had gone more gun crazy. Honestly, I wish that they or had, had been or that or had not been. James Lagrosse. Yeah, I mean, James Lagrosse is. Never the best choice. <laughs> he's not bad though. No, like, no. he's My never favorite, the worst choice either. He's, he was he's only, like the he's, guy. He's always the guy you could get. Like we couldn't get this guy, guy and we get. we don't want this guy, but we can get James Lagrosse. He's, the he's only like the only time I really <laughs> okay. ever loved him was as as the guy who's the first one to get killed in Point Break. <laughs> yeah, 
It's like, oh, finally, he's the one they got. Oh, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> and I'll give it three Douglases because it is it is very gross. There's a lot of talk of sperm bank and coming in mouths and like just they never. Sh- thankfully, they never show like Joe D'Alessandro actually <laughs> having sex with his yeah. stepdaughter or whatever. But the, it it's implied heavily implied, that yes. that's what's going on all the time. Yeah. And so yeah, that's pretty gross. And ugh, what else? I'll give it uh, give it one. Jeez, mm, what else happens in Schlitzie? this? Schlitzie? Yeah, I'll give it one. I mean, give it one Schlitzie played by Diamond. Mm. I don't think there's a dog in the third movie, so I won't be able to do that again. <laughs> one daughter, that, one dog that you think is a like fake, t- t- stuffed, a fake dog stuffed dog until it moves slightly. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, shit, that thing was real. That dog, right? that yeah, stoic dog too. Uh, Diamond, just standing there like fucking. As still as can be. Get out of the road. And then, Schlitz, and then Schlitzie hangs out with them when they take over the house too. He's very nice to them. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, yeah, nice. are you, I, I met you guys earlier. You didn't run over me. You seem, you seem fine. I don't care. Great Danes are nice dogs. They're yeah, nice. they are. They're Every, great. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> they're Danish. Uh, the greatest Dane is that dog. Taylor Dane is the greatest Dane. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hamlet. Or the Hamlet. Yeah, maybe Hamlet. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Hamlet, uh, <laughs> this movie takes place in a little hamlet in uh, Lake Tahoe, in La- called Lake Tahoe. Would you? <laughs> right. Yeah, let's call it a hamlet. I don't know. Beautiful scenery in this movie. Yeah, yeah. and the movie is the deep, the deep end. Mr. Reese, I want you to stay away from my son. I thought that was your little secret. There are some secrets. He's my friend. That's all. That can never be told. Well, he may not be the friend you think he is. He's dead. He was killed. Now he was here. There are some mysteries. They're saying someone murdered him. Do you think the police will want to speak with you? That should never be solved. I came to talk about Darby, Reese, and your son. What exactly is it you want? And there are some choices. Your son's been spending a lot of time with Mr. Reese. Special time that come with a price. The first movie we're going to talk to that I actually liked. Actual good movie, The Deep End. I really liked this movie. I've I mean, seen this a few times, but I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and one one of the things that's a, that tips you off. I didn't know anything about this movie, but like when it starts, it's like Tilda Swinton's in it, and you're like, well, uh-huh. she's not in a lot of like trash. It's not like all her movies are great, but she's usually in something yeah, <laughs> something yeah. W- a worthwhile effort. Usually of some kind. pretty good. And this is 2001, so she wasn't really known uh, the way that that's she right. is now. You know, on the Wikipedia page for it, this, they said that this movie was regarded as her breakthrough in the states. I would say that's probably true. Yeah, because it got good reviews. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe even made a little money too it was a it was a decent like i remember seeing this in the theater because it got such good reviews yeah i was gonna check this out and it's really solid it is i think it's i think it's very very good and not just because i think that the story works i think it's extraordinarily well directed like it's just super super economically well made and and tight the you know it doesn't have a lot of fat on it even though it's like i don't know 20 minutes longer than the movie that it's based on yeah well it's actually based on they're both based on the same book but uh it, it adds a few new wrinkles to the story. It feel like it makes the relationships between the characters like a little bit more uh, concrete in this version, and uh, and the acting is just fantastic. And they do a little twist on the um, the orig- the plot of the original movie. What is what's the movie that well, it's based the on? Reckless called? Moment, the yeah. Reckless Moment. They like they do a little twist on that that I think is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, because in the original, it's this woman's daughter gets caught up with a ba- with a bad dude and conks him over the head and he dies and she helps cover up the crime and then she gets blackmailed by James Mason. And in this, it's her daughter, not her son. 
or no, it's her, her son, son, not her daughter. Excuse me. And her son is having a gay a gay relationship with this uh, scummy scummy dude. This Josh gangster, Lucas. Josh Lucas wearing a handlebar th- a pencil mustache, looking completely <laughs> sleazy. Just being fantastic. Like he's he's in it for a very brief period of time, but he's just, he's just like, oh, I know this character type, and he's like, hey, beautiful, and like all this yeah, sort of stuff. And gross. and you get this like this adds this like a great dimension too because like the, she loves her son. And is also deathly afraid of what the, her husband, who is like a navy, she, yeah, like a from a navy family, a navy man who's we never meet, he's away the whole time, yeah. and and she's just sort of like her father, his father wouldn't understand in yeah. a way that's where you're like, ugh, yeah, yeah, she's a kind of in a way protecting the son from the father, from the father so it yeah. adds this whole this whole fantastic level to it. It's very weird. Yeah, that doesn't come up. Although although it's the same in the original that like the, the husband is only ever heard on the phone. Actually not even heard, but just like he's only he's away on assignment, he's been deployed and we don't we don't see or hear from him. And it ends the same way too with like everything's resolved and then the husband calls and the movie's over. Yeah. You hear that yeah, you get the phone ring and then it goes yeah. out. This is oh, so did you get to the end already? We just yeah, we're done. Mentioned, Man, we mentioned I how you never pee, see the husband. Good movie. <laughs> But, right but you were like, like within like ten minutes of watching this movie, because we, we like we were saying, we we don't do all bad movies. Sometimes good ones pop up, but just like ten minutes in, you're like, <sighs> yeah, I'm yeah, watching a good, good movie. I'm yeah, I'm in good hands, and it feels nice. This is, but th- again, this is like that third wave of these kind of like mm-hmm. of like thrillers where it was like then na- at this point, being like a lot of these thrillers started coming out that were being handled, but in, in in such a way that was like we can make these. We don't have this. Doesn't have to be throw away trash or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it feels like there's a lot more purpose uh, to, like what you were saying, like the filmmaking is just yeah. amazing in this. And the guys who made it, uh, what's his, McGeehy and Siegel? <laughs> Sorry. I forget. Say, yeah, it's uh, fucking uh, Joey McGeehy and Spiegel Siegel. It's Scott no, McGeehy yeah, and like, yeah, David yeah. Siegel or something like that. Yeah. And they they broke out with this movie called Suture, which is interesting, but I don't think it's particularly good. It's not great. It's, yeah, it's totally a, a movie where you go like, man, I wish this was better. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of cool. And they made some interesting stuff since. But yeah. this is the one that, that I've always kind of remembered them for. And it's the one where I was like, oh, man, these guys are going to make some great movies <laughs> in the future. And then they kind of never did. I'd, I hadn't seen this. I remember at the time uh, it was, it came out, I just remember a lot of people being like talking about how great it was. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen it until yesterday. And it's pretty good. It's good. I just didn't, I didn't, I was kind of thing where I was like, this was hyped up to me, what? 20 years, years ago, ago 20 yeah. years ago when it came out and so finally seeing it was kind of like no no it's it's good enough that it's just fucking solid yeah that i was like, really taken by it watching it again last night just because i was expecting it to be solid because i've seen it a few times right. and i was just really caught up in how just how economically photographed it is and how good the acting is uh well yeah i mean tilda swinton you can't go wrong um really uh she's great I don't it's know. It's got Dr. Luca in it Dr. from ER. Dr. Luca. Goran Vishnich. Goran. He's very good in this, I think. Well, yeah, he's... Mm, I he's mean, playing the James Mason part, which is weird. Is it? I haven't seen the... It's I haven't James seen the Mason. one. Yeah. Uh, where he's what the, the he's like the the guy who he's the nice guy blackmailer. The blackmailer who's like, I'm gonna blackmail you. It is it is kind almost like you're almost like. This is is this this guy's first blackmail job because right. he is bad at it. Yeah, he's a little like, bit too sensitive. He like he kind he very he pretty quickly is like, 
okay, I don't want to do this. He I, like he kind of you kind of see that he doesn't want to do, it. and that's actually what's interesting about his character. Yeah. But it is also like this guy is a this guy needs to find a different line of work because <laughs> he is not good at it. We've, yeah, we've covered characters like this in lots yeah, and lots yeah. of movies where you're like you you're not just get a regular job. <laughs> I uh, if you're not actually a sociopath, don't be a fucking like mob enforcer. I, or think, right. I think the angle of the son being the one who sparks all this rather than a daughter in the original and the gay angle. I think that there's the implication that uh, that that uh, Goran Vishnich's character has also been either assaulted or abused or blackmailed sometime in his past, and he's that's what's causing him to have this sort of breakdown in his ability to carry out his job. Okay, yeah, I can um, see that. I mean, it's also that he he also just has sympathy for this woman. Yeah, when he, absolutely. When he meets her, so it's not it's not. To- I'm not saying it's out of left field that like this guy would would change his mind. It just is like. It seems like a, where you're like, was this your first this kind right, of job? Right, right. Yeah, you, yeah. he like, seems ill suited. You're for supposed it. to. I mean, if you, this is if 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 it is in fact that you that you have some past with abuse, you probably sh- you sh- also probably, probably shouldn't, shouldn't be, doing, be this. doing this job where you are blackmailing people because you know you're just hurting. You're you. hurting. You're just hurting people. I guess being <laughs> generous, you could say he doesn't run across very many decent people in his line of work, and so it's that, like yeah, yeah. Dif- a different thing. It right. hits him differently. I like, mean. The the key scene where he like where he fully turns is when like the grandfather has the heart attack and yeah. he like it's kind of like <laughs> has to do, he has to do ER on it. That's it fascinating does, yeah. stuff. Uh, like an, one of the, like the little turns in this movie where we're like, whoa, I did not see that coming. Yeah. That's interesting because uh, you don't know what kind of character he is and you can tell that he's not like pre- like you know incredibly invested in this, but he's doing his job and yeah. he's and he's gonna get the job done and he's working for some lunatic. Uh, who thinks that the wrong kid died? Yeah, it's and, Raymond uh, J. Barry. <laughs> and uh, but then like the the what her ste- her father in law that's her father in law. Yeah. Her yeah. father in law is like having a heart attack while he's like been trying to p- pump some money out of her. He's like, "Give me the money. I don't have the money." And then, <laughs> help me out here. I thought it and was he, like, and he saves the father in law's life. Yeah. I thought it was unusual that because uh, the father in law is moving around a big water jug. For yeah. like a like an office water cooler when that when he has the heart attack, and I was just kind of wondering why they have one in their house. Well, but they I might, mean, they might have the water jugs for something. I don't know. They live by the lake. Maybe it's maybe, maybe there's no drinking. water. Maybe out it's there, drinking yeah. water. You know, it's just an. I was just an odd one. It is a. But he does have a funny line where he's like, he's like, uh, you know, it's she's like, no, don't do that. I'll do that. And he's like, no, no, it's good. For, it's good for the back. Bad but for your heart, at though. I, at least I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I and got then, it. Ugh. And then two minutes later, he has a heart attack. <laughs> I like the part where where she's like, you know, we we she's being blackmailed uh, because well, her her son was involved with Josh Lucas. Her son uh, cracked him over the head as he was getting a little too abusive and and. There's a really funny scene where he's walking up the dock and Josh Lucas is like, fall, like staggering behind him and then he just kind of falls out of frame and then the scene cuts. You don't really see what happens. And then later, Tilda Swinton, and like after they find the body, she just sees the broken rail on the on the dock. Well, it's like, one of those, that wasn't there before. It's one of those great movie things because like we know we know the son didn't do it. Right. But she and we the know son, we know the we, son doesn't know the son doesn't, anything even the happened. The son doesn't though. know anything happened. She doesn't know that the son, but then she doesn't know that the son didn't do it. She, you know, so it's like that great. As that far great, as she knows, the son did. It's do that it. great setup that where it's like, yeah. 
everybody knows a little piece of something and so like nobody knows the full story but you know she of course she's gonna see that and go like well i gotta cover i gotta cover for my son and this is a thing a (laughs) a classic movie thing where like uh, that we point out where like if these people just had this one conversation uh none of this would have happened but in this in the situation of this movie it's extremely understandable that they're not having this conversation yeah yeah, exactly because she thinks that she he had he he murdered his lover, and she and doesn't she want to talk about any know aspect of, of that at all. And he and he just thinks that his mom, and he also doesn't certainly doesn't want to talk to his mom about his uh, like hustler lover guy. Yeah. Well, also and she, just trying to get or just trying to get she's around. She's just it. trying to get the I tape. Mean, the opening yeah. the opening scene is her confronting Josh Lucas, yeah. and being like, "Stay away from my son." Uh, and he's like, "How for how much?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? she walks into this club. It's the opening scene. She walks into this club and is like, "I want to talk to Darby." And then the guy that she's talking it's to the same goes, club Darby. from Police Academy. Yeah, but he <laughs> he's a blue oyster club. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes, but the dude goes, Darby, someone's mom is here to see you. Yeah. Like, well, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, and then and Josh Lucas is is really fun as Darby. Oh, yeah. too. I mean, he's only in it for like five, ten, like ten minutes total or something like that. But he's like, <laughs> he, he does some good you, dead hey, body acting. Whatever in this you too. want, precious. Yeah. You gotta relax, beauty. Because <laughs> that part that's that's in Reno. Yeah, I believe. Yes, and he has a. a uh, I also just wanted to point out that he has a um, uh, vanity license plate that I didn't quite get, and maybe maybe oh, what one of you guys it? do six mm. F T B L O six foot six foot maybe blonde. Yeah, six maybe foot, six foot six blow. F-T-B-L-O. Six F T B L O six. I six foot blow. Blow. I think blonde, but I think know. it's like six foot blonde, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But that's on his blue vest, oh. his blue Corvette, yeah, that he's left outside of the house that she has to figure out. She so yes, she has to deal with all this shit, right? And it's pretty funny. Like she comes in, she comes out there, and she might know it's an accident too. Like I mean, the way that he's been killed, I think well, it would be fell, a weird way to do it deliberately. He falls on an anchor. Yeah, but I think the anchor she, goes into his lungs, as yeah. we find out later on. I think that I mean I don't know that she doesn't think it's like that. She thinks her son like. <laughs> she, he clearly didn't hit him with the anchor, but I think she thinks her son like pushed him off of that, saw she's him die. Also, and, like, I think she she's also a, knows about the tape, and nobody yeah. else knows about the tape, and the tape incriminates the son no matter what. And she doesn't yeah. want the son to either A, go to jail, or get found out by her by her husband for being gay. Right, but I mean, when she first finds the body, yeah. and she's cleaning up before she before the tape is even introduced. I like when she has to pull that anchor yeah. out of his chest. That's it's really, really gruesome. Funny. This is great shit, though. Like It's just like real... like. Fan, like real cozy filmmaking where they know exactly what they're doing and they just show piece by piece without her saying anything her her process as she like yeah. puts the body into a boat takes it out to this like maybe not the place that I would have sunk the body but it mm-hmm. turns out that because it's not the deep end it's like the shallowest part of the lake for some reason but it turns out to be good because she does need to go back jump into the water fish out his car keys yeah so she can move his car drive his car back to uh, Reno I think yeah uh, Meanwhile, so she's trying two to like trashy uh, Nevada towns in she, movies. She has covering. like two other kids, I think, too. Yes, and two the, daughters and, and the father-in-law. And so it's this busy house when everybody's there. So it's like these great, quiet, long, quiet scenes where Tilda Swinton is just like, you just see her thinking and trying to take yeah. care of the shit. And then it's <laughs> and it, and it's just noise. And then it's like Mrs. Johnson like, is hey, going to take you to ballet this, practice. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, and you just see this woman go like, oh my god, I can't believe she's holding it together at all. It's really. And fun. Tilda Swinton is perfect. She's at, so good. At that. I, she's. I mean, she's Tilda Swinton is just great. Almost yeah. There's always. a couple of really great and scenes of, of of her doing that in really subtle ways. Like yeah. there's the scene where uh, she's driving back uh, from Reno in her car now. And she and the cop pulls her over for a second, and is just like, you know, we're we're investigating the the murder. We we found right. this guy who was killed with an anchor, and she's like, well, our dinghy doesn't have an anchor. 
And he's like, well, all right then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, and then later on where she's like, she's been through multiple attempts to try to get the money, like selling stuff or like getting a bank loan, and it's not working. And she finally resigns herself to maybe ask the father-in-law for the money. And she's like, I need, I need some money. He's like, what do you need? And she can't really get it out. And he's like, look, here's $80. It's like that scene <laughs> yeah. in A Simple Plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy's like, I need money, Bill Paxton. He's like, well, how's uh, 40 bucks? And he's like, no, no, I'm talking about like yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. It's really, really funny. But she's so good and holding it together. And I also really like how this, the, this movie does something that I'm not, I feel like we're not used to anymore. It just has like really simple screen direction. Like... Just the shots of the characters having like a conversation. It's not just simple shot, reverse shot. The like a lot of it takes place in moving cars, and a lot of the mm. conversations take place in and out of a pe- people's vehicles. And the, the the screen direction is just really nicely consistent, and it's always leading your eye to where it's going to cut next. Yeah. Guys on the phone having a conversation cuts to the other person. They're they're both looking in the same direction in two different places, and their heads are basically in the same part of the frame. It's like in, it's like people talk about Fury Road, how everything's cut, so you're always looking right at the center of the screen, and you always are looking at the right. most important thing in the shot. This movie does that all the time. There's a yeah, there's a scene uh, later on, great scene where she's kind of having this bonding moment with Goran Viznik, and and it's just a shot of two people in a car talking, and shot from the side. Mm-hmm. That I went like, that's great. Yeah. And how often would you see see a <laughs> shot like that and, and make any note of it whatsoever? Exactly. I was that's like, I love the way this was shot. Yeah. It's uh, really really clean. This is like. Not not much wrong yeah. with this movie at all. Yeah. In a, pretty good. In Ebert, Roger Ebert's review, he compared this to Blood Simple, mm-hmm. which I think is yeah, oh, yeah. Apt. apt. Like yeah. It, I mean, it, the scene where she's cleaning but, up the body but in, in yeah, the yeah. plot, but also just in the way that it's like very the way it's made is very much like that. Where it's like obviously it's because she's cleaning up after a, a dead body and shit, but it's very it, it is made in that way that the Coens do really well. Mm-hmm. Where they're where they're like we know how we know how we want to tell the story visually. Yeah, yeah. Not only in that movie, I mean in all of their movies, sure. but. But like, but like this movie does that too, where you're like, this is a movie that is being told to me visually, and not a movie that is being explained to me. Yeah. But I, I mean, I thought <laughs> of, I thought of No Country for Old Men, but not maybe in the way that you're thinking. Like, yes, yeah, that's, that, that's a movie that's that's told to you very visually, but that's a more visually elaborate film than this is. Oh yeah. You know, it's like clean and economical, but it's also like that's like a big swing compared to this movie. This yeah. movie is very very calm. Yeah. It's great. It's placid. But this is the only one of the three that is like is like we're doing a remake of a noir and we're gonna lean into that. Yeah. We're gonna lean into what makes those movies special, yeah. which is like that they're it's a crazy story, but also it it, it they like visually looks like mm-hmm. you know there's dark shadows and stuff. I don't know the other two movies just were. I mean, Gun Crazy was hardly a remake of a noir, you know. But sure. uh, but like against all odds is like that thing where it's like we're gonna go completely against what makes this kind of movie interesting visually. Yeah. And this one was like, well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just make it kind of look like? Why wouldn't you want to have some style stylization yeah. to it? Why wouldn't you want to make it look like a noir? Yeah, I don't know. Except it's except it's on this beautiful location, this beautiful and it's all daytime. It's all on Lake Tahoe and, and in this beautiful lake and this like yeah, it's all daytime and shit. It's great. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Hackford <laughs> uh, in the in the commentary track talks about how he's so proud of himself for doing a. It's like a film noir, but all those movies took place in the nighttime, and I'm doing one that takes place yeah. in the day. It's like a sunshine noir, and you're like, I'm pretty sure they did noir movies that took place in the daytime. Right. Well, and also I don't think like this is the first time, just because they're in black and white, doesn't mean it was dark all the time. And also, thinking about one sentence someone said to you in film school at one point. Yeah. And because a movie is the noir takes place in the day doesn't mean it has to be uh, boring to look at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's not what that means. 
<laughs> if you want to see a good sun, a good uh, sunshine noir, there's that uh, that Caitlin Shile movie. What's the Florida one? God damn it! it Florida was Project. It was in my it was in my mouth, and now it's gone. It's like fuck. I'll I'll look it up and, and get it get it to you. It's Amy Seamans' first movie. Oh, Sun Don't Shine. Yes, thank oh, you. Yeah. That's a good one. Really okay. good. Um, this also reminded me of the underneath. Mm-hmm. In that, like, <laughs> this was doing what that was sort of trying to do, but better. Succeeding. Oh, because this was directed by a guy who didn't want to do it? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I have a feeling that the directors were happy to be doing, have a, have a job, and were enjoying making a movie yeah, in yeah. this case. <laughs> and the actor was, the actors were enjoying it as well. <laughs> and they were like, we know what we're doing, we're being told yeah. what to do, and we did it well. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's like one of those, it's just a great, like, uh, you know, those movies of, of, of constantly... Uh, Putting another block on top of this woman. Yeah, like yeah. here's another thing, and now you got to deal with this thing too. And how about this also? And uh, like there's stuff, th- and there's stuff <laughs> that's funny about it that, there, that there, there's not effortful in its funniness. Like the, you, were, you were saying with the kids, anytime the kids p- would pop in, like it got funnier every time. And it's not like being uh, deliberately too funny or anything, but like it just is a constant thing. And towards the end, things are getting really intense and she'll be like talking to a guy who's like, you got to give me the money or I'm going to kill your family. And then a kid will be like, mommy, Leo peed his pants. And you're just like, oh, fucking hell. There's and even, you can see she just wants to go like, ah, but she's keeping it together. There's a great one that's like that where like she's about to leave in the car and her daughter is just like, bothering her about stuff <laughs> her but, daughter is but the daughter's not irritating a perfect, in a cart- perfect teenager too. she's not being in the in a cartoonish teenage way or anything she's just bothering her about like teenage stuff about yeah. like here's my stuff i'm talking to you mom and where are you going anyway like it's all this just like this too many questions thing but it's yeah it's not like too on the nose it's just perfect where you're like oh yeah this is what this is but on top of all this other shit yeah also she has this fu- whole fucking family to take care of the kids barely register that she's going through this shit she obviously they is but they're fucking know. kids so yeah, they're like they don't even they notice. got their own shit going on <laughs> okay whatever mom well kids don't notice that shit yeah <laughs> It has to be pretty extreme. Plus, she's plus she's also not she's also not like she's trying to hide it from the kids. So mm-hmm. she's like also like not acting like a bunch of shits going on. Yeah, and she's working through her shit with her uh, with her teenage son, who she maybe thought was a, at least a manslaughterer for a little while. And that care and that like arc oh they of, get of him for involuntary manslaughter. The the teenage son. Yeah, oh, that's what so? he did. He hit the guy. The guy fell over and died. And like the cops get him for it? No, I'm saying they would get. Oh, him. they he, would. Okay, he okay. would be convicted of involuntary manslaughter. Oh yeah, at, for sure. At minimum. I was like, I forgot how this movie ended. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure it didn't end with that. But <laughs> no, no, no. They were just saying they would get. There him was a for credit it. scene where Nick Fury shows up and is like, "You're under arrest for involuntary manslaughter, <laughs> or you can join the Avengers Initiative." <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. We need a gay kid. <laughs> we need to diversify more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they we're do. being told. We're being told we need to be more woke. I don't know what that means. Whatever that means. But it's but it's like a classic like mom and like and the kids going through t- typical teenage shit and atypical teenage shit kind of all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're, they're and the movie ends up sort of being about their relationship and how they uh I don't know, it's very sweet. Yeah. It has this like very sweet ending. Uh she she ends up there's a lot of stock put in her relationship with Goran Vizhnik and I think it's just because he's like the only one who's helping her in any way through this shit. Yeah. So when he ends up uh you know, he dies. Dying at the end of this movie. <laughs> She, she, it's, well, what happens is that d- Raymond J. Barry her. is who he's working for, and he's the one who's really the blackmailer. Right. Yeah. And and he's she manages to raise like about twelve grand, and he's like that's he says to his boss like that's all we're gonna get, and he's like fuck you, that's all we're gonna get. I want that money. I want that fifty grand. Right. 
and uh, they end up having Nagel. a Nagel, yes. They end and they end up having a, a conflagration, and Goran Vishnich chokes Raymond Barry to death, just yep. fucking strangles him. And, and like kind of well past the uh, point of no returns, she kind of mm-hmm. goes like, hey, uh, "Stop! Stop! Stop! <laughs> yeah! Uh, oh, oh, he's dead!" Uh-oh. And he's like, "Okay, you gotta go. I'm gonna take care of this. You know, this is over. Go, go away. You'll never see us again. You know, that's it." And then he, uh, we never see what happens. And it's in, it's this way in in the the in reckless moment too. That she's driving along the road and she sees that he's gone off the road in his car. Yeah, uh, and he's he's pinned under the wreckage, and the cops are coming, and he's gonna die, and she's and you gotta go, and that's exactly how both of them end. Yeah, much as I like, uh, maybe one of the few kind of like at least sort of iffy parts in this movie is like what is Nagel's deal? It's just the only real explanation for why he's so hard charging about this is that he's just like losing it or something like he's that. He's just a scumbag. It's pretty weird that like he, the guy who works for him it keeps going going like she just doesn't have the money. It's this is just I know you want this to be a thing, but it's not going to be a thing. She doesn't have the money. I know for sure. And he's like, no, yeah. we must get the money. Right. <laughs> and there's there really isn't any money. I, I guess from a certain standpoint, I can understand. He's just th- she does have a fucking sweet house. Right. So somehow, even though it's just like a like a military family, they have this house on the fucking lake. But she that's can't. gorgeous and huge. But, but they don't they don't have any money. Well, she can't. But she tries to uh, to like. She can't get a mortgage she on, can't the get a mortgage on the house without the husband. Without the husband. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. everything she tries to do, she she maybe she conceivably could come up with $50,000 except that like everything she tries is like has to be co-signed by her husband who is who fucking knows where. Mhm. It's not there. Like, can't even get in contact with her or anything like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's a real hassle. So it's that kind but of thing this, where but you, this Nagel just—he's just yeah. like, this is for some reason this is my the thing. It's, it's this is my big score. Yeah. This this housewife. This has got to be it. Yeah. He's a bad guy. He, so he's he, a bad guy, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take care of it myself. My my young young fit uh, enforcer <laughs> guy can't do it well. It's old man time. <laughs> it's time for the old man to slap a lady around, and then you know. The moment he he goes too far, he starts to get in a fight in the boathouse sort yeah. of thing with with uh, with, uh, with Goran Vizhnik, where he's like, "You you work for me, you little shit," and then he like hits him, uh, Goran Vizhnik, in the arm with like a poker, yep. and you and for his exp- Vizhnik's expression changes, yeah. and he's like, "Oh no, that's right, <laughs> this guy can, this guy can kick my ass." He's like, "Oh sorry, uh, I uh, look, uh, I'm an old man, and he's <laughs> Goran Vizhnik. Yeah, he's like a Croatian." Yeah, <laughs> he's like a hunky Croatian dude. Yeah. Well, he's a murderer on ER. Doctor Luca, yeah, he, mur- he, he beats, beats he a man beats to, a death to death on a first date. Jesus uh, the man, Christ. the man did attack them. He did, yes, he um, did attack them. But also, and it's not the only person he kills on that show. <laughs> no, <laughs> no just, he kills at least one other dude. Really? Yeah, on purpose or in doctoral doctor? <laughs> no, terms? I think on purpose. Well, he didn't kill that guy on purpose either. He just like went off on him. Well, at some point, it was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> fucking arch criminal. Well, he's he's upset because of the because of the war. He's got war. PTSD. He's got PTSD because of the war. Oh. Yeah, his whole family From was Bosnia, killed in Bosnia. So. All right, well, that would do it. But uh, <laughs> I, on a on a Real simple level, I think that you could also say that this movie works. It's just like they picked the wrong mom to fuck with, yeah. but it does that in such a novel way, you know? Yeah, it's, it's real. It's it's such low level crime too. Yeah. It's just like, dude, you got to find another angle. You seem like you have <laughs> some degree of power in the criminal underworld. Like, you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold right, him. This yeah. was this was a bad one. <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. This was a fold. This is a fold. You should have folded him. Fold him. Do some other crime, buddy. Seriously. Yeah, so he gets choked to death. Yep. The right him died. <laughs> <laughs> Justified's dad. 
Yeah, but but the, but this uh, they, like we like I was saying before, they had this scene where they kind of finally bond. bond. He's like driving her around. He's like at, at a certain point. At, at first, he's grudgingly like kind of like helping her and kind of going, "I actually do think this woman doesn't have the money. This seems legit." <laughs> then he saves the then he saves the father in law's life. Yeah. And then she's like, "I need to thank you for that." And he's like, "Well, I'm still I don't, this is a weird relationship to have between <laughs> <laughs> what right. we're, we're trying to do here." And then it, towards the end, he's just straight up helping her. He's just trying to get her out of this jackpot. Uh, and then, and, and then they have this, this ride where she's, she's, she's spilling all this stuff that she probably wouldn't tell anybody else about like her son's situation and how the yeah. dad would feel about it. And it's a real bonding moment. So at the very end, when his car has been flipped over, he's got the tape and the money that she, she, she managed to raise a paltry $12,000 mm-hmm. by selling her jewelry and stuff. He's like, take the tape. And take the money, and now I'm going to die. <laughs> and she's sobbing. She's sobbing, yeah. Sobbing. It's devastating for her. Cause it's all it's coming like, out. It is. I think it it's is, just all coming out. It is like the one point in the movie where she gets to actually let go. Because mm-hmm. the whole rest of the movie, she's ha- having to hold it together. Yeah. And when you, when and she should be, she should be sobbing. Every other scene should be a scene of her going like, "Excuse me," to melt and down. goes into the bathroom and starts crying. Every yeah. every scene every should scene be the so scene in Magnolia at the pharmacy where she's <laughs> like, "I've sucked men's cocks." Absolutely, every scene should be that. Every every other scene should be Suck that because it's like my dick. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, okay. I'm um I'm just gonna go over here real quick and then just her go to ah oh god what's happening because she's because a she's holding it together through these horrifying events that happened to her through the movie but she's also holding it to, to, together her fucking life yeah. because she's got to protect her son from her like tough guy navy dad right and that's all sort of implied but she seems terrified to find out what would happen if the dad finds yeah, out yeah. there should be like at the end of every scene just before it ends she walks into another room and just screams into a pillow <laughs> and then, exactly <laughs> okay so uh what can we let's do this what's next let's go to the bank this is my whole fucking life all the time yeah, and then and at the end, it's it's, it's pretty sweet. He's, she's just like lying on the bed, sobbing, and the son just comes up and like puts his arm on her shoulder, and and it's uh, you're just like they kind of they kind of got through a thing together. I feel like their relationship. And then the phone rings, and oh, it's it's the husband. And the phone rings, and it's the husband, and hopefully that kid can move out, <laughs> move out of house as soon as he's eighteen and yeah. go to a nice place. Yeah, where he doesn't have to worry about his hulking <laughs> navy dad. Yeah, his uh, allegedly evil dad. Yeah, uh, it's th- great. I think that I think that like this movie. I mean, this movie works on all those levels because the direction and writing is good. But I think like the Tilda Swinton is really holding it together. Yeah, she. It's one of those for me where the actor like it's like without her, it could be somebody else and it would probably be fine. But she's 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 really good at that. Like she does. It's similarly in like uh, we need to talk about Kevin and. Uh, this movie Julia. Yeah, I was going to mention Julia because it's the she, same it's deal. A, it's a similar. T- both of those movies have a similar performance from her, where yeah. it's this like internalized intensity that you can see. <laughs> you know, where you're just like, uh, we know something's going on, and she's holding back so much shit yeah. that you know. Uh, Julia's more. Uh, she's m- it's more outward a little bit, but some very similar thing. I mean, that movie's just fucking intense from start. That to movie. Finish. That movie is also like over two and a half hours long and is a bullet. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's uh, super good. And it's from a guy with a weird name. His director's name is Eric Zonka. That is <laughs> funny. <laughs> funny. Good movie. She's like Godzilla in that movie. She's just tearing it up. But but I feel like she's like that in this, too, where it's like, put anybody else in this role, and it would be it'd be okay, maybe. The script mm-hmm. is good. The directors did, are good. So like it'd be fine. I feel but like, like anybody else would overplay really, it. Yeah, and she plays it exactly. She, it's like she, she showed up and went like, I know exactly how I'm supposed to play this, and she was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's perfect. Her performance in this is perfect. Yeah. And Michael Clayton, she plays a, a completely different sort of character <laughs> at the same temperature, though. 
where it's like the yeah. opposite side of this. Right. It's not a decent right, right, person, yeah, yeah, but yeah. who is still constantly has to maintain this level of fake placid calm. The whole right. her whole performance, her movie, her performance in this movie is of like a feature length version of the scene in that where she's just getting ready to go to the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. And those scenes where she just goes into the bathroom and just like towels yeah, uh-huh. off her pits and is just like has her like moments of freaking out before she pulls it together. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Great movie. <laughs> great, great movie, by the way. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. There's like not a whole lot of like crazy kooky dialogue in this. Or no, it's very, like it's very, it's very, it's not that kind controlled. Of movie. No. <laughs> This woman's made a fool of you. You've behaved like a stupid weakling. Oh, don't beat me up, please. I forgot. You're a big man. You're a big scary man. I'm an old man. Oh, no. All of Josh <laughs> Lucas's dialogue is good. Yeah, he's, he's, Josh Lucas is great. Fiendish. Oh, I, I did also want to point out, there is the the, the tape scene where they show yes, that's Josh pretty, Lucas. Yes, it's pretty graphic. It's, it's it, like you get the idea. They're both naked and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's a warning at, uh, beforehand where it says it's R-rated for language, this, and then like, it's. I, I, I'm not going to get the wording exactly right but it's like a scene of extreme graphic sexuality (laughs) that I feel like that was when they would overestimate like gay sex when they would show it in movies where like a like gay couple making out would like get a movie like an R rating or PG or like bump it up a notch or something I mean it's pretty graphic for 2001 for 2001 it certainly is for that sort of thing but now you're kind of like that I don't know if I'd count that as extreme graphic yeah Whatever it is. If that was a straight sex scene, they wouldn't put yeah, that. This is on this there. is what I'm saying. Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. warning that warning would be graphic nudity, not yeah, extreme, yeah. Or just sex, extreme sensuality. Sexual. Super hot nudity. Yeah. <laughs> sensuality. <laughs> right. Some crap yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm that's all I'm saying. Totally. That makes sense. I mean uh this it's weird too because uh, Josh Lucas was in uh, Undertow, I think in like two thousand three, also playing like also my, another favorite performance by him where he's playing like a real a real huge piece of Robert shit. Mitchum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Robert Mitchum. He's in that movie more, but it's a similar type of thing where you're like, "This guy's no good based on his facial hair." <laughs> he's got to get that gold from those kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ratings. Uh, I'm going to give this four Juds. I think that this is just a superb example of its kind. Mm-hmm. A movie like a movie like this, uh, you had to had to make had to make so many correct choices to be as good as it is, and I just make every right choice. Uh, I'm going to give it one Douglas for the uh, the tape. Uh, and I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 lung anchors. Lung anchors. Goes into his <laughs> lungs. That's mm-hmm. pretty pretty gnarly. <laughs> just the shot of Christ. his body with the lung anchor in it just like flies buzzing in the swamp <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. I also hilarious. really yeah. I also really feel for jo- just jo- yeah. Josh Lucas's character cuz he like you can you can tell you can think like his mind when he's going through that he's like I'm a little drunk I've been wonked in the head I'm a little woozy. Oh, I'm falling Down off this I thing go. goes well I'll probably just land on the beach and oh <laughs> What? Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm me. dead now. It's, it's a weird thing to be reminded of, but there's a, a shitty episode of The Simpsons where they do, like, famous people in history. There's, like, it's like an anthology episode. Uh, yeah. And Lisa is Joan of Arc. And they keep doing it. They keep oh, yeah. doing a gag in this where the British soldiers will get like shot with an arrow or ch- like chopped with a sword, and guy will go, "Oh my word, or what, like, what a thing what to thing happen!" Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, and this is later Simpsons, so it's but it's this is funny stuff where she's she, it's like a little girl crawling up a ladder. She's like, "Look at this little bird with a sword," and she stabs it. He goes, oh, what a thing word. to happen! <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought of when he fell on the anchor. <laughs> what a thing to happen, indeed. That shot of where she finds his body is great. Dude, really she's funny, just kind of yeah. like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. Anyway, that's it. It was great.
And you did your, your final writing? Yes. Yeah. Okay, long, the long anchors, anchors yes. Uh, I'm going to also give it four Juds. This is a fucking four Jud movie. I mean, what can you do? They did a really great job. There's very few problems with it, but it is still pretty, it's fairly small scale. Um, it's outstanding. I highly recommend it. you got to check this movie out, especially if you're a Tilda Swinton fan, and who isn't? Who isn't? For God's sake. <laughs> right? I may give it two Douglases. I obviously don't agree that it's graphic sexuality, like the, the rating thing said, but it is a you know sex scene, a full-on sex scene. I mean, it's brief. Yeah. You see like three seconds of it or something like it's that. It's being but that's, used that's to two people fucking people, too. Yeah. You know, it's, uh... Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 not deep ends. <laughs> shallow ends. <laughs> that's like the shallow. Come on. That's it's weird. We, she's in the deep end. She's in the deep but end. But not literally. But she put that body in the shallow right. end. Yeah. Uh yeah I'm gonna give it four also, you know it's good so it's yeah. just it's just solid it's hard to it's hard to com- there's nothing really to complain about there's nothing like anything where it's like this would and then it takes it from this a know, movie like right. this should be coming out every fucking week man oh you, you know? wish they were all like an this. ideal world um and I'll give it t- I'll give it to Douglas's it is like it is you know the implied sleaziness of also like his relationship with uh, <laughs> Josh Lucas's character is like it seems it's consensual. But also, he's, 17. he's, 17 he's 30 and, and the kid is 17. And like yes. Josh Lucas' character just is like immediately, he's in the very first scene and he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. Hey, yeah. you won't, hey, hey. You're not going to feel too bad when I die. <laughs> just like before he even says anything, just the kind of expression he has on your face, you're like, you know, I know what this guy's deal is. So. Yeah. And he's talking in his Josh Lucas voice, which is just <laughs> automatically like, yeah, buttery smooth. Yeah. Uh, Some kind of Lincoln lawyer to take him down. <laughs> Or like a Hulk, maybe? Ooh, maybe, yes. Maybe a Hulk. <laughs> Isn't Hulk? He is. He's the bad guy in the angle uh, Hulk. Oh, right. And, uh... He gets that weird death scene where he yeah. freeze frames. Ah! And you're like, and then you're like, he died. And then I think someone mentions he died because you don't see him. Well, die. like that freeze frame happens, and then he gets covered in that, that that shot gets covered in flames, right? And then like later, yeah, it's like, and then I guess. He but it's died. like one of those things where you go like, he, and he's he, at that point he's already been beaten up by Hulk, so he's right. like got a bunch of casts and stuff on him. That's it's a Hulk. really funny. Uh, that's oh, uh, the Josh Lucas assault. We should Patreon that movie. <laughs> oh, oh, I, do, I do like that. I movie. do like that movie. Mm. It is, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's the better of the two Hulk movies for sure. Agreed, <laughs> by far. Um. Still don't think it's great. Uh, and then I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 heart attack water bottles. <laughs> ah, no, I got it. I got, what are you talking about? I got about? it. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, oops. Come on. <laughs> and that guy's okay, too, we should point out. He's, yeah, he's fine. fine. He gets, he's saved, fine. He gets, he gets saved by he gets, Dr. Lucas saves him. Dr. Lucas Dr. saves Lucas. him. Uh, Once he saves a patient. Doctor, I learned, doctor, I learned uh, this from Luca. being on ER. <laughs> I save you by doing what I learned from ER. <laughs> That's a Croatian accent. I'm nailing he, it. I wish he'd gotten more famous. Goran? I like, Goran. Yeah, I like it, him a lot. It seemed like he would. They, they. I mean, his his ER stint is clearly they're going like, this is our uh, Clooney version yeah, 2.0, and it didn't quite go that no. way. Also, his character on there, the Clooney character is like a f- smiley guy who's like, hey, I'm kind of fun to be around. And the uh, right, Dr. Dr. Kids. Dr. Yeah. Lucas shows like, oh, you're smoldery and hot. What's your deal? He's like, I have PTSD, <laughs> and I'm a kind of a psychopath. Oh, okay, cool. Remember, well, uh, 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 you're handsome, though. Very handsome. <laughs> do you remember, do you remember there's, a, there's an opening? There's you know one of the big opening oneers where everybody's at the nurse's station like the reception desk and somebody's like what's up with Kovach today he seems bummed and Maura Tierney goes he's European it's his baseline yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, his, that's his character <laughs> Jesus Christ anyway uh, hey, watch anyway. ER he's oh, great watch ER it's great <laughs> <laughs> you love it you love it when we talk about ER don't can't you can't get enough <laughs> relate to it hard I've got a Maura Tierney episode we show. can do oh okay 
three more Tyranny episodes. I think. Well, wait, I texted you about this. Oh yeah, yeah. But we're not doing that. Oh, next. more Tyranny no, episode no. of the of this show. Yeah. This show. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I'm on board. Yeah. And we and it's gonna be called Tyranny of Evil Men. Ooh, God, I love no that. That is great. Well, what's yeah. our next one though? The we, next one. We're, we're not doing that. So sort of in, sort <laughs> of inspired by some of these noir remakes because two of the two of the next ones are gonna be also noir remakes. But we're gonna do a Sean Young episode. Yes. What are we gonna call it? Forever Young, Young and the Restless, the Young One, Young and the Rest. There's a lot of options. Mm. That word is, uh, <laughs> that's a fairly common word. Yeah, uh, Dying Young. Anyway, Sean, Sean like Donkey Kong. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna do, no. we're gonna do a, a, a kiss before dying. Uh, we're gonna do uh, No Way, No Oot. Way Out. Finally, finally No Way Out. Amazing. Only wanted to do for a while, and we're gonna do Love Crimes. Oh my god! I haven't seen any of these. Oh my god! It's yeah. gonna be classic. <laughs> no way out is, is quintessential in our wheelhouse, and and so is love crimes. Let me tell you that in a different sort of way. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, all right, that's yeah. it. Uh, go get on our Patreon. Do it. This is we're we're well we're deep into the bank here, but I think maybe both the Lethal Weapon episode uh, episodes on Patreon will be up now. Yeah, by the, time, sure. by the time you listen to this, we we will have covered. All of the lethal weapons. Are two uh, Cracker Jack lethal weapon episodes. The first one is a absolute epic, like, epic gigantic that, that took me a shockingly long time to edit. The, th- <laughs> the second one, you will hear us uh, trying trying to wrap it up so we can go barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> we were recorded for four and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's a lot to talk about. We got a lot sure of grill. Was. We still got a lot. We got a lot of grilling in that night. We just, sure did. Just so you know, anybody who's following this up and going like, did they did they, did they successfully grill that night? We did absolutely. Fact. We absolutely did. It was tasty. It was great. All tasty. All, all of it. <laughs> all of it. All healthy. All tasty. Yeah, it was super healthy. Uh, buy some merch. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us. Rate on us and review us. Rate us and review us, please. All that stuff. All the good stuff. Thank yeah. you for listening. Five stars only. Five stars only. For yeah. God, don't be honest if you don't think it's five stars. Don't be a dopey. Five stars are nothing. Be a doobie. Be a doobie. Against all odds, we made it through that whole episode. Oh, take a look at us now. <laughs> we are take no a, longer take in look, the deep end. Take a look take at, look at us, us now. now. We're now we're gonna go be <laughs> gun crazy. Gun crazy in the real. No. Oh, that's a terrible. That's, that's a terrible. Way all of us are all gonna go be gun crazy. Oh no! Don't do that. Okay, terrible way to. Oh, no. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next take time. Take a look at me now. Okay. Bye. Bye. So take a look at me now. Let's just.